Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. It's that uh, time of the week again. It's another digital citizen episode three five five. Nothing funny about that, but uh, that's episode number. Uh, I'm Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I actually mislabeled that. It's actually three five six. Sorry, my bad. <gasps> How dare you? I didn't up How that. I didn't update you? that when I updated the thing this week. Actually, I, the date is wrong too. Look at that. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. There. Oh Boom, my fixed. gosh. 356, actually. Is there something interesting about 356 that wasn't interesting about 355? Actually, there was a movie called 355 this year. That's kind of connected. 356. Remember the 355? Wasn't that this year? The was that the airline movie? No, it was about the... It had Jessica Chastain in it, remember? It was about, no. like, the uh, female CIA uh, MI5 and, like... That no. whole thing? Mm. Yeah, it came out maybe in January. I maybe I didn't see it. I think, I'm pretty sure you did, though. But maybe not. Okay. It had Jessica Chastain. Was it the shit movie? <laughs> it had Penelope Cruz. It got in, there was a big controversy because uh, Fan Bingbing was in it, but they had to cut her basically completely out of the movie because she got in trouble for something in China. Who? She's like a very famous Chinese actress. Um, okay. Yeah. It, and it was called that three three five five. Yeah, yeah. It was from January. Okay. The movie, uh, okay. and she, yeah, she was in the movie. She was even promoted heavily in like the, um, the trailers and stuff. But then when they mm. actually did the movie, they had to basically cut her completely from the film. And so there are certain parts where they she's still in it, but they like edited mm. her edited her so you it's not as notable noticeable that she's there and things it's kind of weird right what do you do if you're like supposed to take away someone that has been cancelled from your movie do you cover them up with green screen or well, remember when james charles got cut out uh of that music video by uh i do remember that and they yes. just did like a smoke effect over the screen that so you couldn't so see him stupid <laughs> yeah that was so stupid. That I remember, but I don't remember this movie for some reason. Maybe I didn't see it. No? Okay. Um, I don't think so. I think I would remember a movie with Penelope Cruz and and Chastain. I love Chastain, so... Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, it, it maybe it's just forgettable also. Is that a possibility? Yeah, do you remember that movie? Uh yeah, kind of, but I did. I think I probably saw it in like February something. But it it was basically okay. just every other like CIA action movie you've ever seen is just a female cast. You know what I mean? It's it's coming back. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm delusional. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, everybody's delusional. Uh, this is delusional times, especially according to Alex Jones. Uh, have you followed uh, his uh, court case at all? Uh, I, well, I've been following it not 
like watching it, but I've been following it in the in the newspapers. Like I've seen a lot of the right. updates. Actually, I'm seeing here. Okay, this is actually what happened with three five five. Just before we uh-huh. go back to Alex Jones. Yes. Uh, Chinese. It says Fan Binbing was uh, standing in front of a Chinese flag to advertise the movies. Mm-hmm. China's advertising law stipulates that the national flag of China cannot be used for commercial purposes. In addition to the national anthem, emblem, military flag, military anthem, and military emblem. Right. Uh, mm. So that's why she got in trouble with the Chinese government, and then di- and they didn't want her in the film, I guess. Yeah. And she is Chinese. Yeah, yeah, she's a she, she's very right. famous. Uh, I okay. think there was a thing where she kind of like disappeared for a while, and people didn't know what happened to her, and then she came back. That's what I remember, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Right, and this is was the movie. Where oh, here she we came go. Back. Variety. No, this. She was promoting this movie, advertising for it in front of a Chinese flag, and didn't. That's oh, okay, what. Okay, okay. Uh, it says this is from Variety. Fan Bing Bing disappearance questions hang over Chinese actress. Uh, her oh, disappearance okay. from public view in July has rumors swirled that China's most prominent actress is no longer at liberty, either in prison or under house arrest. This is all from the three five five thing. Yeah, that movie had a lot of controversy about it. Wow. Yeah, and that's also a pretty long, long time. Between January and July. Uh, where, yeah, that's a good point. People, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that w- you would think that think if they were angry at her. That might have been July twenty twenty one when they were actually still promoting the film before it came out, possibly. Uh, yeah, that could be. Because I well, I already got rid of the article, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Alex Jones. Alex Jones Media Companies files for bankruptcy uh, during trial. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones Media Company Free Speech Systems filed for bankruptcy on Friday. His attorney said it should not disrupt the defamation damage trial or damages trial underway currently in Texas, which is seeking for Jones to pay a 150 million or even more to a family of one of the children killed in the Sandy Hook attack. Uh, the company wants to put part of this odyssey behind us, uh, his attorney said. The trial is in Austin, where Jones lives, and Free Speech Systems is based. Uh, details of the bankruptcy filing were not immediately available, um, but it it's not going to affect the trial in any way, but it seems... Uh, it seems like the company, because this is like the umbrella company of Infowars and his supplement stuff and all of his other business ventures. Right. This is like the umbrella company. Uh, it seems like they're trying to uh, uh, file bankruptcy so that that company doesn't get hit uh, the way that the rest of the companies are, are probably going to. But I don't know. It probably won't work as far as I can tell. Uh, no, it uh, will definitely not work. Uh, the judge on Friday uh, said that she was aware that this could have uh, happened during the trial. And she said it very clearly that uh, she already had decided that if this happened during the trial, uh, it would not stop the proceedings. So it seems seems like the court was aware of this uh, going to happen. Uh what is also interesting about this uh, trial that uh, today uh, Alex Jones uh, said very clearly that he thought uh, uh, Sandy 
hook that was not a hoax. Uh, yeah, let's see if I can find the quote. It is, uh, Joan said at trial, especially since I've met the parents, it's 100% real. So that was his exact quote. Um, Jones is the only person to testify in his own defense. His attorney asked him if he now understands it's absolutely irresponsible to push false claims. Jones said he does, but added, the media won't let me take it back, he said. Yeah, um, uh, he's still called uh, the father, uh, in this case, autistic, uh, and uh, said that he was also autistic. Uh uh, to the father when when in court he was yeah yeah he said that in court I'm pretty sure oh he said it no no he said it in 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 a in a recording of Infowars oh so nobody saw I... it <laughs> well they saw it because they recorded it <laughs> and it was uh, played in court oh it was played in court I see yes um... yes. Uh, courts in Texas and Connecticut have already found Jones liable for defamation for his betrayal of the Sandy Hook massacre as a hoax. Uh, both states judge if you default judgments against Jones because uh, he failed to respond with court document or with documents to the court. So he he was found guilty on default, which is very a, a weird mm -hmm. judgment that doesn't happen often at all. But he refused to turn over these documents that they were requesting, which caused them to default call him guilty. But what we, me and you, when he initially was found guilty on default, were like, well, something must be in those documents to make him mm, not want. Otherwise, yeah. he wouldn't have just accepted the uh, guilty verdict if there wasn't something Definitely. more incriminating in those documents, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that came up during his testimony today, uh, uh, not by the defense, but by by the one that was suing him, uh, that uh, uh, a lot of papers that uh, was not sent to, sent to them. So they used that as an argumentation for him not being truthful. I guess that works. Um... I guess it could also just be as terrible lawyers that didn't file the stuff. <laughs> That's, an, a, that. That's a whole other option, I guess. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's this... kind of funny because his lawyer looks exactly like uh, Tom Lee, not not Tom Lee Jones, but but uh, uh, the guy that was married to to Angelina Jolie for a while and was so much older than him. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, he looks like a young Billy Bob Thornton. It's kind of funny. So every time I look at him, I think, oh, he's from Goliath, where where he was a lawyer. <laughs> a young. I don't think I ever saw a young Billy Bob Thornton, because uh, even in Sling Blade, he was already pretty old, right? Young. That's that's Billy true. Bob Thornton. <laughs> but yeah. It's a, it looks a little like the guy from Justified. <laughs> if you ever saw that show. No, I don't. Well, maybe I did and I don't remember. Actually, young it's Billy like Bob it. Thornton. Kind of. Kind of handsome. He kind of looks like Neil Young or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but anyway, yeah. this this has been a, been a, a thing that I watched hours and hours of this week. It's been very interesting. I I think, I think, uh, uh, I think. Uh, I've been to Norwegian trials, and and uh, there is something very special about the American system about like uh, what is allowed and not allowed and things like that. I I find it utterly compelling, to be honest. So. Well, right. The, the, this isn't as compelling to me, at least, because it's not like a as le- at least not as compelling as like the Amber Heard trial, which was such a right. big deal, because that was like actually. Uh, finding uh, finding for for something where this is just right. deciding how much he's going to pay because we already know that he's been found liable for defamation in both state. I think it was Texas and Connecticut have already found him liable for defamation. So we know he's already mm-hmm. guilty. We're ju- this is just to see how I don't want to say how guilty he is, but how much he has to pay in <laughs> how much he has to pay yeah. in in judgment, right? I mean, they're seeking for a sum of 300, uh, 300 million all in all. So, oh yeah, That's... and at least one hundred and fifty to one to one of the families, right? Yes, yeah. So that's a lot of money. Uh, talking about crazy people that shouldn't do what they have done this week, uh, Pelosi going to ta- Taiwan. Why the fuck did she do this? Uh, that's a good question. Nobody seems to know the answer. I don't even think she knows the answer, <laughs> to be honest. Nancy Pelosi arrived in Taiwan late Tuesday, becoming the highest-ranking American official in 25 years to visit the self-ruled island, which is claimed by China. Uh, China quickly announced that it would conduct military maneuvers in retaliation for her presence, Pelosi flew on a U.S. Air Force passenger jet and was greeted at the tarmac by Taipei, oh, in Taipei, by Taiwan's foreign minister. She visited, oh, her visit ratcheted up tensions between China and the U.S. uh, because China claims that Taiwan is part of its territory and it views Mm. visits by foreign government officials as recognition of the island's sovereignty. The Biden administration and Pelosi say the United States remains committed to the so-called One China policy, which recognizes Beijing, but allows informal relations and defense ties with Taipei. Uh, The speaker framed the trip as part of a broader mission at the time when the world faces a choice between autocracy and democracy. Her visit comes after she led a congressional delegation to the Ukraine and the capital of Kiev in spring, if you remember that. And we were like, that's not a right. good idea at the time, because what if you get killed and then it starts a world war? This It's basically she's doing it. I think Nancy Pelosi wants to start a world war, I think is what need, is happening here. She has some weird desire to start a giant war. I also feel that she's very, very, very PR horny for some fucking reason. I think it has... I really do think that this, not this government, but the United States military uh, apparatus, I guess people call it the deep mm. state, won a war. They want war with Russia and China, and they're going to do it. And she's she's doing her part to split or make divisions between China and America. I really do believe that, like... We're headed to, to a world war, whether we want it want to or not, and it's going to be under a Biden administration. 
Uh, yeah, I would not be super surprised by that, uh, to be to be honest. Uh, but I find it weird that she's defying both Be Beijing and Biden. Uh, I mean, like, it seems like she doesn't care a fuck about anybody but her uh, own agenda, whatever her agenda is. I think it partly has to do with, uh, you know, she probably gets funding from military people. And uh, another. there's multiple things here. T Taiwan is like one of the major places the United States gets computer chips. They, they produce a mm. massive amount of computer chips in Taiwan. Uh, okay. And so our relations with them are super important as far as, like, not only our computers, but, like, military hardware takes computer chips. Everything that takes computer chips now, like, what? Refrigerators have computer chips in them. Cars have computer chips in them. So we need to, like, maintain this, like, level of uh, uh, relations with Taiwan, even though our we're ramping up tensions with China in other areas, like we're going to talk about in the mm. next article. And so we need to maintain this, uh, we need to maintain computer chips coming into our country with it, uh, with Taiwan. And so we want to maintain relations with them, even though China is going to be mad at us. So I think that's why Pelosi's mainly there, but it also probably has to do with just kind of a distraction from how badly the country is going in America right now. This is a way to, be, like, kind of distract from right. all of our uh, problems as far as, like, the economy and oil prices and everything else, yeah. So I think it, yeah, has, yeah. I think it has multiple reasons why she did it, but it is a lot of right. publicity, yeah. And, and China orders live fire drills off the coast, like, during that the, the time where she's there, there. I mean... The relationship between America and and China has never been more fragile than this, and and this is like putting fuel on the fire. So right, it says here China's Chinese news said that the army planned to conduct live fire drills from August fourth to August seventh across multiple locations. Uh, images released by the new agency indicate the drills were taking place in six different areas in the waters around Taiwan. Uh, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi said Washington's betrayal on the Taiwan issue is bankrupting its credibility. Some American, pol this is a quote, some American politicians are playing with fire on the issue of Taiwan. Uh, Wang said in a statement that refer and, and referred to the U.S. as the world's biggest saboteur of peace. So. <laughs> yeah. That is a... Uh... Fact. Hashtag fact. And like you said, it even says here the Biden administration did not explicitly urge Pelosi to call off her plans, and, but it right. repeatedly and publicly assured Beijing that the visit did not signal any change towards the U.S. Uh, policy on Taiwan. So, But you got to think of like how, yes, you can sit there and go, yeah, uh, she doesn't represent our, our, our administration. This is basically what they're trying to say to China. And China's going... Mm. She's a, the highest ranking Democrat besides the president, who is also a Democrat. Yeah. And you're telling us <laughs> she's just out rogue doing it by herself? Right. Yeah. I don't, if I was the Chinese government, <laughs> I wouldn't believe them. You know, so. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> 
Well, I, yeah. I don't even think it's bullshit. I just think there's no reason for China even to believe that. You know, it's just right. a, it's a silly thing for the to try to get them to think. Even if it was true, it's like yeah. Right. Even if it is true, that doesn't change the fact that of what's happening here. Yeah. But good news, Luke. Uh, United States approved massive arms sale to Saudi Arabia. Oh, you skipped over the next story. Oh, sorry. I skipped over. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, but this is uh, related back to the uh, the Taiwan tensions, right? South uh, U.S. carrier strike group returns to South China Sea amid Taiwan tensions. So, not only is China shooting rockets around Taiwan, now we've returned our uh, aircraft carrier strike group uh, to the South China Sea. Uh, right. After a call to Singapore deployed in disputes region, as the tension with China r- rise over a possibility uh, of Taiwan uh, uh, over the visit of to Taiwan by Nancy Pelosi, officials in the U.S. Navy Seventh Fleet confirmed the deployment of the USS Ronald Reagan to a vital trade route, but did not comment on the questions or tensions over the trip by Pelosi. Uh, the U.S. Ronald Reagan and her strike group are underway underway operating in the South China Sea following the successful port visit to Singapore, uh, a, a commander f- for the Navy said. So, um, notice something really interesting in, in this. Why are they there from? I didn't get it. It says here, uh, confirmed deployment of the USS Ronald Reagan to a vital trade route. And what did I say? Ty- <laughs> what does Taiwan send to us that we really need? And right, that if yes. China, if China yeah. took over Taiwan, we wouldn't be getting from them anymore. Oh, that's right. right. So maybe this is all has to do with uh, computer chips. Yeah, I when I think of it, I have a lot of electrol- electronic things where it says "made in Taiwan." Oh yeah, the yeah computer chip like a uh, lot of the comp- like American companies who are considered like um like computer chip makers make a lot of their at least mm-hmm. part get parts of their computer chips there and then some of them get assembled in America but a lot of them get assembled over there so yeah. Well, now we can talk about uh, at least the United States are selling a lot of arms to the Saudis. Yeah, remember when Biden went to Saudi Arabia because of the oil shortage and we were like, seems like he's not just there to talk about oil. <laughs> I do remember that. Well, the Biden administration on Tuesday approved two massive arms sales to Saudi Arabia and the UAE to help defend against Iran. Hmm. It's almost like we said that hmm. initially. Hmm. More than $5 billion in missile defense and related sales following President Biden's visit to the Middle East last month, during which he met numerous regional leaders in Saudi Arabia. Um, although Tuesday's approval are for defensive weapons, uh, they may be questioned by lawmakers who support Biden's decision last year to cut Saudi Arabia and UAE from major pers- purchases of U.S. offensive arms because of their involvement in the war in Yemen. Right. So Can we're- I ask you something? Yeah. Go ahead. Can I ask you what 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 defines a weapon as defensive weapon? Well, we talked about this when they gave those rockets to Ukraine, and they said they were defensive. It's because right. they're like a limited cap, uh, limited flight capability. So, like if, if uh, okay. it's like the amount, it's the distance it can fly. Right. Okay. 
Because it says here the new sales include the $3 billion for Patriot missiles for Saudi Arabia, specifically designed to protect itself from rocket attacks. Uh, a $2.2 billion for high-altitude missile defense, which is like that... High-altitude? Okay. It's uh, those kind of, like the Iron Dome in Israel, you know, it like sends right. up all those little yeah. things and then uh, takes the missile out before <laughs> it hits the ground, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which that, I guess, I would consider defensive... Patriot missiles. I don't think those are defensive, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know a whole lot about mm. missiles, to be honest. What? You're not the weapons armor, Luke. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know a whole lot about them, but <laughs> I mean, I can, I can guess yeah. that a Patriot missile just by. Uh, okay, here it says the initially designed as an anti-aircraft system. New variants of Patriots are capable are capable of. Ballistic and cruise missiles, loitering munitions, and aircraft. Uh, yeah, it's for taking down airplanes. But only up to two meters. Two meters. <laughs> it's it's like for taking out airplane airplanes, I guess. So right. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's defensive, but I, I suppose maybe it can also take out other missiles. But it, yeah. It's oh, no, no, it can only it, it can only take uh, take down airplanes that are carrying our weapons, Luke. They made it so they can't <laughs> take down airplanes that are not carrying weapons because the missiles understand the difference. You see. Right, and it this all goes after <laughs> Biden, even in his like campaign promises said he said he was going to cut off Saudi Arabia from all these things because they killed a journalist and he said he mm -hmm. was going to cut ties with them and now and then even when he went over to discuss the oil thing he was like it's that's the only reason I'm going there I just talk to them about oil I don't support them in any way oh wait we do actually give we're going to support them with five billion dollars of weapons though <laughs> right yeah just five billion just, just of weapons yeah just, Even though um, they're committing war crimes in Yemen, like, on a daily basis. But we'll give them weapons. That seems like a good idea. Uh -huh. uh, look, I have to say I'm sorry to Mr. Biden, because I'm actually the one that gave him COVID for the second time. And for the second? Okay. I have proof of that, because I said last week, I said, oh... Hasn't he had gotten corona multiple of times, I said? Oh, you did say that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I forgot about that. And then you said, no. Are you sure about that? And I said, yes, yes, yes. I'm sure about that. So yes, I gave Biden... <laughs> you, I gave I gave him that in the future. It's my fault. You, I'm sorry. Uh, what does Trisha, Trisha say all the time? What uh, You manifested it. Yes. You manifested COVID. But Joe Biden mm -hmm. tested positive for COVID again Saturday, three days after he was cleared <laughs> to exit coronavirus isolation. Uh, the White House said this was a rare case of rebound following treatment with antiviral drug. Mm. Like, yeah, so I don't think this was like a second case of COVID. This was like the same case that just came back. Because like, right. if you get COVID and then it goes away, don't you have like a few months where you're like, you don't. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have antibodies. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. So I think this was, like like it says, it's a rebound thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, in accordance with the CDC and prevention and guidelines, Biden will re-enter isolation for at least five days. He will isolate at the White House uh, until he again tests negative. So 
Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry, Mr. President. Uh, I'm never ever going to say that you <laughs> had Corona three times because then then it will happen. <laughs> it's possible if he gets a re rebound. Re rebound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I think of rebound, I think of something else. But that's me. What they say is uh, this case, this new case, is even more mild than the last one he had. So it's not a right. big, big, big deal. But it's interesting because uh, I this is one of the first times I've ever heard of COVID rebounding, ever. So. Yeah, he tried to break up with uh, COVID, and uh, now they're together again. They're on the rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, text messages uh, from January 6th. We have talked it about it uh, last week and the week before. Uh, was deleted from former top defense official phones. Right. We talked about some deleted phone messages from the last two weeks, right? Those were from the yep. Secret Service, from. Mm -hmm. The Department of Defense also failed to retain text messages from a number of its top officials... Wow! January sixth, Capitol Riot. What because... the fuck is it with cell phones and <laughs> and and like high uh, intelligence? It's almost like they're hiding something. Uh, <laughs> the Department of Defense wiped their phones oh, during the transition. A watch grub group sued for the records to close Tuesday. An American oversight, oh American oversight, filed for public record requests for the communications of former Acting Defense Secretary Chris Miller and former Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy, but they were informed during litigation that the records were not preserved. DOD mm -hmm. and Army conveyed to the plaintiff that when an employee separates from DOD or Army here, she turns over the government-issued phone, and the phone is wiped. For those custodians no longer with the agency, the text messages were not preserved and therefore could not be searched. Uh, right, and the, this... Disclosure follows numerous officials that the Department of Homeland Security also had their test message erased during the transition, including former Ac Acting Secretary Chad Wolf. Both had their phones reset uh, following the inauguration. Right. Uh, and, yeah. the, and also the Secret Service contends any text messages that might be missing were lost through software transition. So both of these people are saying uh, we, we transitioned at that exact time, and all of those text messages are just gone, so. Hmm. It's almost like they're hiding something. Almost. Either either they're hiding something, or they need to change this policy of just deleting all the text <laughs> messages <laughs> right after a transition of power, uh... which everybody knew at the time was uh, very controversial, and that could possibly come up as an issue because, you know what I'm saying? Uh, of mm. everything that happened with, with the transition of power, including the January 6th stuff, and everything else involved with it, you know, Trump, uh, the voting machines, and all these other things, right? And for them to just be like, oh, it's, we gotta delete, it seems like either they're hiding something, or it's a terrible policy that needs to be changed. Uh, there were some months and months, uh, not long time ago, we talked about Venezuela every single week. We talked about something happening in Venezuela with Actually, you Maduro. Actually, I'm going to relate this whole hmm? thing back to Pelosi. Remember that time when Trump did a, uh, a State of the Union and Juan Guaido was there and Nancy I Pelosi stood up and gave him a standing ovation? 
I do remember that. And then last week or the week before, we also found out that the U.S. government, a guy on CNN admitted to plotting a coup in Venezuela. Remember that? Mm, I do also remember that. So basically, Nancy Pelosi cheered on a coup uh, during the Trump administration. Just just a little interesting, interesting tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. We... That happened. I... I... That happened. Uh, London High Court rules against Venezuela's uh, Mondoro in one billion gold battle. The battle of the gold. Venezuela's opposition leader Juan Guaido won in the UK court Friday that takes him a step closer to his victory in a battle with President Nicolas Maduro over, uh, like you said, one billion dollars in gold bullion held at the Bank of England. The judge of the High Court of England ruled that the British courts do not need to recognize judgments by the Tribunal of Justice in Venezuela, Venezuela's top constitutional court, uh, which said that the gold should go to Maduro. So they don't recognize Venezuela's government, basically, at this point, which they already did. More or didn't. less, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they, rec- they had recognized Guaido as the leader. Uh, right here, it right. says the British government recognized Guaido as Venezuela's president, and the Bank of England has refused to hand over the gold. The ruling is part of a long-running wrangle of assets uh, from Venezuela's central bank, uh, one appointed by Maduro and another by Guaido. These banks are battling to secure the release of more than a, a, a $1 billion of gold in the vaults of the Bank of England. Um in a statement, Guaido said that the ruling was another step in the process of protecting Venezuela's international gold reserves and preserving them for the Venezuelan people and their future. A spokesman for Maduro-appointed board said it was considering an appeal and said that this is an unfortunate ruling that ultimately rests on a narrow issue of law about the recognition of a foreign judgment. Right. Well, I don't. I think. Uh, I think uh, they probably would have released it if it wasn't Maduro that uh, was asking for it. So. But that's just it. it uh, the Supreme Tribunal of Justice Justices of Venezuela is the uh, it's the top court in in Venezuela right. is the one that decided it, not Maduro. So they're not not right. only not accepting Maduro Maduro's request. They're not accepting. The highest court in Venezuela's request, which means right, basically yeah. they're they're not even it's the whole government they don't accept, uh, not just right. Maduro, right? Which that's right. what that tells me. Um, I saw yeah, because they think they probably think that uh, he influenced them uh, in having that judgment and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I saw what's her name, Bobert, Bo- Bobert. Sure. She was on Fox or Newsmax or whatever the fuck she let her on. Uh, and she was saying something about <laughs> how Americans, uh, because of Biden's economy, pretty soon we're going to have uh-huh. to eat. We're going to be eating dogs like people in Venezuela. That was like what she was saying. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Number one, I'm pretty sure people in Venezuela don't eat dogs. I mean, I know uh, there are countries where people eat dogs. I don't think Venezuela is one of them, number one. Number two, the reason people are so poor in Venezuela are things like this. Because our government and the UK government are holding back their... are uh, putting sanctions, heavily heavy sanctions on them because we don't accept Maduro. And and we want this other guy in, basically because we want to 
we want a coup in that country. Uh, we and, want a puppet. Right, and we're holding back their money for the government, yeah. which would be helping out the people there. And then we have people like Lauren Boeber going, how we don't want to turn into Venezuela. And it's like, uh, well, yeah, we're turning Venezuela into Venezuela, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure a billion dollars in gold would help. Uh, a a the little people. bit. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And one thing that, that could... America hates about uh, Venezuela is they priv privatize their oil reserves uh, and give oh, no. money back to the people from. And they have one Oof. of the biggest oil reserves, so uh, we can't have that. It all yeah, has to no. be corporatized, and and you know, uh, we have to get our cut. So, and right now we're Socialism. not getting our cut. Yeah. Socialism is so terrible. Look, it is so terrible. That's all I eat is cats and dogs here in Norway. Yeah, because why uh, we have we we have we have it exactly like Venezuela because Venezuela and Norway is the same, you know. Why is there an article about Dane Cook on the side of this, like in the trending thing on the side? <laughs> yeah, when I, is the last time you heard of Dane Cook? <laughs> I haven't heard about Dane Cook in many like years. ten years, maybe. <laughs> Uh, uh, apparently, he's getting engaged to a 23-year-old, and he's 50. Good uh, for him. And they started dating before she was legal age. That's what it's looking like. And people are Even a little better. creeped out. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just was like, Dane Cook? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Dane Cook is a name I haven't heard in many, many, many years. I loved those first couple stand-up specials, but then what it came out, oh, he yeah, was yeah. a huge joke thief, so... Oh no, his two first specials were amazing, uh, especially because he stole all the jokes. <laughs> yeah, especially the second one, I think. Uh, <clears throat> and, but I think he kind of, there was like a dying out of stand-up com comedy at the time, and he brought back mm -hmm. like the giant, you know, arena-sized crowds to stand-up comedy, which kind of had dissipated. Um, yeah, there he was kind of the beginning of something we pretty crazy in stand-up comedy even though yeah it wasn't a great look for him holy moly she looks young he's 50 and she's 20 she, she's like less than half his age yeah well well i i i personally don't think that's creepy i think it's creepy that they started dating when she was a teen right exactly i mean I love i i know of people that are in good relationships with the uh, enormous uh, age gap. Uh, age gap, yeah. I have not... As, lo as long as you are of legal age, I have nothing to do with your sex life. If you want to uh, bang someone uh, that is 57 years when you're 18, you go for it. I guess I think there can be extenuating... Like, if it's a set... The secret... If it's your secretary... Like you know, sure. if they're if you're their boss, there can be extenuating circumstances for sure. But as long as but, you're of legal age and and they're making their own decisions and everything, I suppose. But I can still think it's creepy. It doesn't mean it's illegal. Sure. I can still think it's creepy. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. Uh, so, I thought when what's her name, uh, Anna Nicole Smith married that one guy. That was creepy, right? Oh, that was creepy. Ugh. So yeah. 
Maybe we can say send uh, Dane Cook up in space uh, now that uh, Russia doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he can be our, he can be the new uh, head of the International Space Station, I guess. The mm -hmm. Russian space program said the country will withdraw from the International Space Station after 2024. It will instead focus on building its own space station, uh, which will be a successor to its Mir program. Uh, according to the Associated Press, the country made the call at the time of heightened tensions with the West following the invasion of Ukraine. Russia and its cosmonauts will remain on the ISS at least for the next two and a half years in order to fulfill obligations to its partners. Earlier this month, NASA and Roscosmos signed an agreement to swap seats uh, on the flight to the ISS. Um... For the time being, NASA astronauts will once more join Suez flights, and the Russian cosmonauts will travel on SpaceX uh, to get up there. What I'm to understand is now there's a bidding war between like SpaceX and Be what's Bezos's company, and a couple other like in the uh, right. privatized um, space programs that are trying. They're trying to get a you know space on. The space that the Russians were using, now they want it. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. we'll see. That could be an interesting story to see in the future. If who actually gets the spot on the on the International Space Station? My guess is it won't be Elon because our government doesn't really like him all that much. So maybe Bezos. Elon will be in jail because he doesn't want to buy Twitter. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're... Well, are they... Su I don't think you can go to jail for that. I think they're just no, gonna... No, no, yeah. no, no. It's, it was a joke. Uh, DeepMind. DeepMind. That's a computer. Uh, is that the chess computer? Is that the the, uh, the chess computer that they played against? I think so. Uh, uncovers structure of uh, 200 meter proteins in a scientific leap. Uh, yeah, it says uh, artificial intelligence has deciphered the structure of virtually every protein known to science, which is paving the way for a development of new medicines or technologies which we can tackle global challenges such as famine or pollution. Proteins are the building block of life, formed, forming the chains of amino acids folded into complex shape. Their 3D structure largely determines the function. Once you know how a protein folds, you can start to understand how it works and how to change its behavior. Although DNA provides the instructions for making a chain of amino acids, predicting how they interact to form a 3D shape was more tricky. Until recently, scientists only deciphered a fraction of the 2 million or so proteins. Uh, but in November 2020, uh, DeepMind announced that it had developed a program called AlphaFold, that could rapidly predict this information using algorithm. Since then, it has been crunching through the genetic code of every organism that it has in its genome sequence and predicting the structures of hundreds of millions of proteins. So it took it like two, two plus years to do all this, but um, hmm. yeah, it's a massive undertaking and it means a lot for as far as like uh, the medical field this could do a lot but it, it it's also a little bit scary because it could you know people could use these kind of things to uh, i don't know create a super soldier kind of thing in the army you know what i'm saying mm. yeah mm. yeah that would be scary
I think that's yeah. an, I think that's an inevitability kind of in a way. In what way? That the government governments are going to use this in a military capability. Oh yeah. In yeah. some way, whether I, it's yes. a super soldier or like making soldiers impervious to like chemical warfare or th you know, there's got there's multiple ways I can see this being used in in war, which I'm not. I don't think it's great. I could not agree more. Uh, Trung is going to tell the truth about better to swim in piss than drown in shit, and I was thinking about that. Do I agree with that? Well, what do you think? Is it better to swim in piss than drown? One in one way you're dead because you're drown you've drowned, sure. and the other way you're swimming so you're alive. That's true. Okay, but could you could you also say the same way around? It's better to sw swim in shit than drown in piss. Well, yeah, but uh, um, I guess it, let's put this on the scope of a, a lifetime, or even better, let's say we're vampires, bro, and we can't okay. you can't die. Yes. Would you ra would you want to swim in piss for eternity, or be able to die in shit? If you were a vampire, I think this this the ch the changes the question. Right. Right. Yes. If I was a vampire, I would probably just die in shit. Right. That would be my preference. But if I'm a human, right. <laughs> <laughs> see, look, see, look. This is why 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 Trun should uh, make a, a whole Trun tells the truth about vampires. Oh, well, I watched I watched a lot of uh, In the Shadows this week, so. <laughs> Okay, uh, Tron uh, is going to tell the truth. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I was wondering what I'm going to talk about this week, but then Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan, and it's not that difficult to understand what I'm going to talk about. It's happening a lot of shit recently. The war in Ukraine, well, soon be a war in between Kosovo and Serbia, and now maybe some war in the Chinese Sea. Many people will be surprised. Maybe we'll tell each other, like, oh yeah, we saw that happening. If only she did this and he did that, and the conservative falls, the liberal fall. No, it's the big dick politics fall. Yes, it is. Too many big egos and too many bullshit thoughts have been coming too many times. I'm going to explain you why. When the Eastern Europe disappeared in the communist state as we used to know it, we thought democracy is going to win. By democracy, we thought like driving capitalism everywhere is, was going to win it. Even more stupid, we thought like, well, they not have democracy yet, but if we had just free trade, free democracy, they will see the light and go human rights and democracy. And that's bullshit. China is more and more fascist. Fascist. America starting to be a fascist nation. Hungary, Poland, Russia, and there you go. Problem with fascist state is not only they have no respect for human rights and democracy. The problem is they always it's like a junkie. They always need something stronger, nothing high, bigger to get high on, and now they get high on by teasing each other, irritating each other showing a military force. It's always childish when Macron invited Trump to Paris 
to see their big military parade. The Trump went, oh, I want one too, on my national day. Yeah, that's how kids act. But that's how we have now. We have old people who act like fucking kids and who's failed on every level. They have failed living on climate change, failed on living in democracy, failed on live, delivering workers' rights, failed, failed, failed. They've taken the ladder, taking it up, and taking everything with them. They should just have the good times, and we have to fucking suffer with all the problems. You can say that is the reason why young people have been writing all through history, maybe. But it's now clearer than anything else. Because the revolution will be televised this time. It's gonna be a war soon, I think. I think I hold back. Think about peace, love, happiness. The problem is that people who want conflict, want bashing and doing all the kinds of crazy shit, they are a majority. No, they're not the majority. I'm just joking. They're a minority. But so we have all those people in the middle. People who don't give a fuck. During the elections in Germany in the 20s and 30s, there were a lot of those people. They don't just give a fuck. Like, okay, you can try it. Oh, well, you can try it. Left, right, fascist, communist, I don't care. Well, we saw how that went. Hitler never got more than 30%, 35% of the votes in Germany. But we saw what the result became. We have come to the time of big dick politics again. It's gonna take fire very soon. We can't stop it. We can do something to hold off back the damage. But I think if we put ourselves in the corner, we can't stop. I mean, one thing I've done through this segment since I started the first time in 2016 was warning the Warning people and isn't giving a fuck and warning people against not voting and warning people don't hide that high force about themselves like yes Hillary is bad but I don't give a fuck about her emails but nothing went down now we are on the big point now the shit show is happening all around us it's happening in China in Russia Russia and Ukraine and it can spread all along the way there are elections in November to Congress and Senate. You should vote and you should vote right. You know what to do. We can't stop, we can't change, and we can't make a better future. Or you can hide high force of yourself, saying to yourself, oh, well, it's not my fault. I didn't vote for any of those assholes. Well, like I always said, sometimes it's better to swim in piss than drowning in shit. This was Tron. Tron trust the truth. Thank you, as always, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Very good. Uh, TV shows. Holy moly. Who released uh, this week? Uh, let's begin with Unfunny Sex in the City. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, was it? Act, you sent me a thing. It was actually produced by somebody who. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the Sex and the City creator. Produced uh, that this. Made. Okay. Yeah. Pro uh, produced this. Right. Okay. So, 
I said to you, this really feels like sex in the city. I said, uh, we were watching Uncoupled. Uh, with Neil Patrick with Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Uh, it is so fucking slow. And it is so drama and it's so flat and it's it's the most boring one of the most boring things i've seen this week it seems like the critics were on the same page as us we watched it and we were yeah just nothing happened it was just well absolutely nothing. he broke up with his boyfriend and that yeah that was the whole point like the whole thing and it's like you need more substance to the show like it yeah this is the kind of show that should have like in, in Sex and the City, as far as I remember, it was like there was the main character. What was her name? Carrie, or mm -hmm. right? Is that her name? Right. Yes. And she has her story, but then you have the side characters who have other little stories happening on the side. Mm -hmm. Right. This was that yeah. show without the side care. Well, the side characters are there. They just don't have their own stories. They're just there. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody fucking cares about them. <laughs> all right especially the, the, like this show doesn't care about it so why the fuck should we care about it and it seems like the main character doesn't care about them either they're just kind right. of like yes it's a good window dressing they're just there to like window dressing is a very good yeah they're there to like point out like he's in the this is the so new york kind of high society uh uh you know, goes they go to parties every weekend. These are his friends, mm -hmm. and this is like the lifestyle he lives, and that's the lifestyle him and his boyfriend have lived this whole time. So I understand what they're mm -hmm. establishing. Like they're establishing what kind of dynamic they already had beforehand with their friends and things like that. But it doesn't have. You don't get the weight of those friends because we don't really get to know them. We just know them through what they're talking to him and his boyfriend about right if that makes sense instead of right. seeing a backstory or seeing a secondary story where they're not with him at all so i, I don't know maybe f it, further down the series but i was two episodes and you're out on this i don't know about you uh yeah no i i, I saw it even with you like even with you like bad shows usually turn fun because we can make in the market and but nothing happened even but <laughs> nothing happened so it wasn't like what it do you make fun of? Fun to yeah. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> it wasn't even fun to watch it with you. And it's like, that's, that's a bad uh, thing. Yeah. I, I saw two episodes and then I saw five, five, ten minutes of the last episode. Oh, you uh, are, oh what? Mm, well, you can tell me afterwards, but I, I'm not, right. I, it, I don't, I'm not really interested that much, I guess, now that I think about it. But overall, right. I give it, um, I'll give it a 3.5. I, I mean, I don't think the acting was terrible. I think the cinematography and like the camera work, everything on along technical lines was fine. It's just the story sure. was nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, clear, too. Uh, yeah, but, you know, for me, in my scale, a 2, you can't go to a 2 until there's some technical problems in my scale. No, I said yeah. 3. I said three. Oh, you said 3. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. You. What was that called? You want to talk about... Uncoupled, right. Uncoupled. Sorry, yeah. I was going to write... I didn't write down my score. I was looking for it on my sheet. There it is. Okay, I saw... Let's talk about Snake in the Grass. Did you see this? I did. This was on USA Network, at least in America. A uh, game show 
um, reality game show reality show. Well, it's definitely, definitely not uh, 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 an old show that I've seen before. Uh, it's kind of survivory. It's kind of what's another thing? It's kind of like um, it's it's Mulvarpen. In in Norwegian, I will find out what it's called in English. Is it an American show or a Norwegian show? Uh, it's uh, it's both. It's both. Okay. Uh, yeah, but they they have four players that have to compete in competitions. Uh, but one of the players of the four is a snake that's trying to get them to fail these competitions. So they're the snake has to you know, uh, mess things up for them if they're doing something, or... Right. The Mall. Did you ever watch the show called The Mall? The Mall? No. Oh, The mm -hmm. Mole. The Mole. Mm-hmm. I, the I thought you were saying The Mall, like a place you go to buy things. No, The no. Mall. Yeah, I remember yeah. this. Yeah, the, I, I didn't like it all that much, I don't think. Right. It's exactly like that show. Um, did that show have, like, physical challenges though yes i don't remember yes. it that well it was from like what the early 2000s 90s. or something yeah, yeah something like that yeah. um late in 90s early 2000s somewhere yeah it's uh, the uh the concept is kind of weird they have like semi-celebrities on here so they had like a lady from survivor uh mm -hmm. a lady who is a what um Olympic athlete, and then a, and then two guys that, uh, I guess they were just Marines or something. They were in the army or some kind of military. Uh, so they're all fairly fit people because these are like outdoor challenges where you're like climbing on climbing ropes and like hauling things or like pushing over rocks to find things, things th things like that. Uh, it's not very well shot. I thought a lot of it felt. I'm watching it going. It, it, it feels fake. But I don't have any proof that it's fake. But just the way it's filmed, it feels fake. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I I, 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 uh, I watched it and I was like, what is this? I've seen this before. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, it's the mole. <laughs> and then the, uh, the host of this, he's just kind of like some dude you would see at a coffee shop, right? Right. He's like doesn't feel like uh like he feels very out of place in the setting that they're in he's like looks mm -hmm. like some dude that uh wears all this patagonia gear but just hangs out in the city that kind of guy yeah the mall was uh, actually hosted by anderson cooper in the first uh, third season <laughs> anderson that's cooper random. that's random yeah yeah, it started, uh, it has five seasons. It says it uh, started in 2001, so we weren't that far away. Okay. Um, here's an article from Vox. It says it's a relic of early reality TV that still holds up, according to them, yeah. from December. Well, it's, it's a relic of old television, that's for sure. I barely remember it. I think I probably watched some random episodes, but I never watched the whole Boys. thing. It's not good. All right, what do you give Snake in the Grass? I guess it's definitely better than Uncoupled, so I'd go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A four. I'm gonna go a four. I would give. I would give a four. Yeah. I just there was a lot of it that the rules the rules don't make a whole lot of sense. 
Uh, right. The clues are don't give you enough to actually gain any knowledge unless you're like I guess you need to be super observant or something. But some right. of the stuff where they're where the ladies like we really you really need to talk to get to know each other better. Uh, it's like is that really even necessary if you can read body language well enough or like in this one this first episode the fact that the two guys went out there and they both messed up the and the two women didn't do anything to mess up automatically cut cut the chances of who it was in half to me right so i don't know right. there's just weird broken things about this show uh yeah let's keep it on the shit side of things uh keep reading uh on netflix did you saw, see this? Yep, I saw an episode of this. I haven't watched more of it yet, <sighs> but I I, I, I will. You will? Well, at least okay. see another episode. Uh, just it did have a decent cliffhanger ending at the end of this, so. I I will I will I will put this uh, on the love level uh, on on coupled. I think this is as bad as that. It's about this lady. Uh, that is the sole survivor of a plane crash in Canada. Uh, will she survive? Uh, we will find out. Uh, there's absolutely no tension. There's terrible, 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 terrible acting in it. That, uh, yeah, the acting is bad. I'll agree with that. I could not give two shits if this lady has survived or not. I think the at least the, the saving part that makes it go a little higher for me is the storyline is kind of interesting. Obviously there's something going on. Yeah. These guys are like drug deal, drug deal, drug right. smugglers or something, which we don't know in the, at least I don't know in the first episode and she's got to find that out. And then we have this, uh, picture of a fetus, like a womb, uh, with a baby in it. Like what is, what is, it, uh, what is that thing called where you get the baby picture, whatever it is. Right. Uh, yes. And uh, just the, that fact alone, that there's some kind of mystery happening behind the that she's just stuck out in the wilderness also all by herself, and she clearly has no clue what she's doing. Um, those two things, storyline-wise, are interesting enough to me that I'm going to give this a, a four... I'm going to give it a five. I, I think the premise of uh, is so undermined from the start of it that it's like this tough rough lawyer uh, crash landing in this very idyllic looking uh, place and all, all of a sudden she's the only one that survives and she has just two two bars on her her cell phone and everything's just soggy and yeah no I just uh, yeah, I didn't buy it. I will give it a three. Okay. Uh, I saw... Did you see Love in the Flesh? I think this was... Love in the Flesh? No. I think this might have been uh, a British show that just got released like in America. Uh, okay. It's about like Tinder slash like online hookups that then okay. they take the two people who have never met they've only met online some one of the mm -hmm. couples has 
known each other for five years but has never met in person right so that's wow and some and but there's other ones that it's only been like six months or something like that and in all the way in between um and it's multiple multiple different couples and they bring them all together in this house and so the first episode obviously is them meeting up and trying to get to know each other some of them connect really well some of them don't connect as well uh in person as maybe they did online you know what i'm saying um Mm -hmm. And it's pretty interesting in that dynamic. Uh, there isn't a whole a lot going on other than that. It's not like a competition show in the sense that like somebody can win or anything like that. It's more just like a show where you're watching them kind of get to know each other, get to like hang out. And then I'm. it's seeming like there's one guy who he met up with the girl from online, but he sees a gr- another girl here that met up with somebody else, and he's kind of interested in her instead. So that's kind of, you know, there's some interesting stuff going on, but overall it's just kind of a silly reality show. Uh, I'd probably give it a... F- I'll give it a six. It's fine. Okay. I think you might like it. Um. Oh, it's from March, by the way doesn't sound like uh, something I would uh, like, but sure. I don't uh, know. It's kind of interesting in the sense that, like, uh, the weird uh, relationships people build up online. I mean, we've known each other. We've never met in person, right? Right. Yeah. Not that that I know of, at least. That's true, I suppose. Right. I shouldn't say that because now it's going to happen because I have power. Power! Right, you're going to manifest it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things. No. Oh, Paper Girls. That was what this was called. <laughs> I'm so sorry Oops. about that. It was. Oops. It was your bad. That was that was my bad because that's totally not the same thing. He lied. Uh. Well, I, I I'm going to give it this. It it feels like Stranger Things in the way it's filmed. Uh. Luke were and me were were talking about this, and he had seen it, and I mm-hmm. I hadn't. Yeah, and I I said to you like, okay, I'm going to be a little more more nuanced about it because I know that this is based on a uh, on a cartoon uh, or uh, actually a, a, like a a comic book. Uh, that was written long before right. Stranger Things, so that it, it's not that strange that it could have Stranger Things. And you said, "Well, look at the way it's filmed. Look at it. Uh, look at the way they have filmed it, and it's exactly the fucking same." Right. It's like it. It's really, really, really trying to ha- hammer in this Stranger Things nostalgia. Uh, with this girl girl group in '88 that. Uh, all of a sudden, burn gets transported to the year 2019, and they meet themselves. It's a very interesting show. I liked it much, much more than I was thinking I would. Sure, it's fun. Well, the special effects are really bad. Yes. Uh, some of the acting's not great. Um, but as far as, like, an entertaining show, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, it's very entertaining. It's Stranger Things with aliens, I guess. Um, yes, I guess one point is like, yeah, they they the cr- comic book was created before Stranger Things, but uh, 
that doesn't mean that the people that made this didn't specifically right. pick that material because they wanted to create something that looked like Stranger 100%. Things. One hundred. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in that way, God, for originality, it's hard to like um, give it any points on originality because it feels so. Oh, definitely. So uh, co- copy paste kind of thing happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the special effects are way worse. I mean. Way worse than Stranger Things. The acting's way... I guess it actually is pretty much worse. Uh, but the storyline's interesting enough, uh, and it's it's kind of just a dumb, fun show. So, I don't know. What what would you give it? I'll let you you go first. I, w- I would actually give it six and a half, seven somewhere. Probably nearer six and a half than a seven. See, I was thinking a six and a half, so... Yeah. Uh, I'll agree with you on that there. Uh... I saw something you saw last week, Street Food USA. Mm-hmm. I actually skipped around. I didn't watch the first episode. I just wa- I watched the Portland episode and the New York episode, I think. Because, like... Yeah. Um, those ones seem the most interesting to me. Uh, and mm-hmm. you said I, you were interested to see what I thought about the Portland one. I have been to the yeah. taco one, the, the barbecue taco place. Um, okay. I actually filmed, like, a movie for when I was in film school, like, for a class. He, mm-hmm. he says that even in this, I opened up my taco shop in front of a antique store, and I actually filmed a few scenes in, in that ex, in that ex, antique store and got tacos while I was doing that, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, just living in Portland, you see some of the things I... Or, Having lived in Portland, I should say, you see some of the things you've seen a million times. That's always cool to see in TV shows. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the editing of this was a little chaotic, the TV show style. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're here, and then you're there, and then this person is uh, talking, and then that person is talking, and they're cutting it together. And they were uh, doing a good job of, I guess, telling a sto- the stories of each character that they were showing you in these different cities but it felt so chaotic to me uh i don't know it felt like something from the 90s mtv style editing it was wildly fast cuts and just all over the place and Mm -hmm. you can't look away because like it's throwing images at you at you like over and over and over again uh overall it's fine i'd probably give it a 4.5 cool a uh, pretty little liar's origin. Yes, let's go to that. Um, is that what it's called? No, it's called Pretty Little Liar's Original Film. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, so this is a prequel, but also like we don't really care about what has happened in the original Pretty Little Liars. Right. It's kind of weird. Uh, it 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 feels both like a, a prequel and also like a reboot. So it kind of felt felt like both things, and but also or based on the concept from the original Pretty Liar. So just felt extremely weird to to be honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's about this girl club. Uh, uh that uh uh. Uh, has this uh, tragic event happening and then we jump in time and uh, a brand set of uh, Little Liars uh, form 
uh, and they have this unknown uh, assailant that is sending them them things and trying to scare them and things like that. And it's kind of funny because, well, it's not haha funny, but it's it's interesting funny because there's two shows that are completely the same same this week. Okay. Uh, because I kind of have to speak about Rebel Share Squad Get Even in the same breath as the show. Because okay. if you if you want to see two shows that are completely the same thing but are widely different in quality, uh, uh, and I speak widely com- uh, good in quality, you need to check out Rebel Share Squad and check out this. Because I think... I think, uh, in all honesty, original sin was terrible. I, uh, I thought it was like maybe a three point five somewhere. Okay. But but I loved Rebel Share Squad and would give it a seven. What was it about? The same thing, exactly the same <laughs> thing. You're like, just rewind the podcast about four minutes and right. listen to what I said about the other, the other show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this other thing is like three, three, three shareholders that is in this uh, private school and uh, and they start this anti bullying club and team up to fight, uh, fight, fight. But they also get messages from this uh, unknown sign. Uh, person right but uh, it it's it's completely uh, different in quality and it's nothing like i know what you did last summer as well so right uh, i saw i think you saw this last week or the week before the victoria's secret doc angels and demons yeah angels and demons really good yeah uh i skipped around on this also i went into it and i started to watch i got maybe 15 minutes in and i was like I do not give a shit about Les Wexner. So I fast forward maybe right. two thirds of it to get to the interesting stuff about Epstein. And this, there, if you fast forward two thirds of the way through the first episode, you get into the good stuff. And then the second episode is mostly good stuff. It's mostly mm-hmm. interesting. Actually, some new stuff I didn't know about uh, the connections between Epstein and Victoria's Secret and like some of his shady dealings and things like that. And then the last episode has a bit of it, but it's not a whole lot in there. Um, right. So if you really are only interested in, like, the Epstein stuff, I'd say watch the last third of the first episode and then most... all of the second episode, and and you can kind of not... I wouldn't even worry about watching the last ep- episode of this. There's only three eps. Uh, but it was very... Mm. It was very interesting in the sense that, like, there was a lot of stuff... new stuff that came out in this. Um, new interesting tidbits, right? Uh... But as far as the documentary goes, pretty standard documentary editing style, pretty standard, you know, um, sit down interview style documentary. Uh, some of the people they interviewed seem it's did it seem like to you that they were mm, making Les Wexner look better than maybe he should? Like they picked interviewers, interviewees that were going to be pro Lex Wex, uh, Les Wexner. Or not? Some, some, somewhat. I would agree to that. Yeah. Uh, there was definitely some of them were like. There were certain points where they're like, "He's a genius. He's just, right. you know what I mean." Like, in that way, where it's like, and then really never in in it explicitly say like. Well, they actually explicitly say the opposite that he had no uh, knowledge of what Epstein was doing or anything like that. It's like 
Okay, right. why did he give him all this money and these houses then? Right. Right, yeah, yeah. Just for fun? He just loves to give away houses and money? Uh, Okay, let's jump to Apple TV Plus. Surface is this uh, trailer about a woman that uh, tries to commit suicide, and uh, she, uh, when she wakes up, she doesn't remember anything. Uh, She doesn't uh, know who she is and what led up to the moment that. She dumb, jumped, uh, it's called Surface, did I say that? Yeah, Yeah, you did. Uh, uh, I saw the two first episodes of this. Um, it's interesting enough to, well, I will probably see some more episodes. It's kind of, it's a good thriller in the way that I'm, I'm, I'm a Excited to see more, but it's also uh, feels a little like a ABC CBS show. Uh, uh, it reminds me a little of, of that lady that had a lot of tattoos uh, that wakes up and doesn't remember what sh- her name was. It kind oh, of feels and like they that find thing. her in the bag or whatever. Yeah, what was right. that show yes. called? Mm, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I do remember the show. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. And and I I, I I felt like that when I was watching it. But I will give it. I will give it a week six. All right. Uh, I mean, it probably felt like an ABC show because Disney owns ABC. That might have been why. Uh, mm, could be. I guess the last thing I saw is this the last thing? Yeah, the resort. I I, I know you no, saw this. That's not that's not the last thing that you saw. It isn't? Okay. No, the last thing you saw was the most hated man on the internet. Oh, I guess I didn't write that down, did I? Yeah. Okay. Um, but the resort... Because you made me watch that. <laughs> uh, the, let's talk about the resort first. Yes, let's. And then I'll let you talk about that one. Uh, this is about a, a couple who goes to the resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing the normal... They're, are they on an anniversary or is it a yes. honeymoon? I think it's an anniversary. Yeah. Honeymoon. Honeymoon? Honeymoon anniversary. Yeah, it's a honeymoon anniversary. Oh, I see. Okay. And so right. that's why it's confusing. Um, and they are doing their normal thing and she they're doing, they're riding uh, four wheelers in like a tropical island. It's very mm-hmm. awesome. Very cool. And she falls off de- off the four wheeler down a hill. She finds like a random, really old. What, is the, what are they called? Razor phone, right? Mm-hmm. Motorola Razor. I don't. I never had a, one of those. You ever have one of those? No. No. Okay. Um, and it I has all Samsung. these. It has all these pictures on it, and she finds out that the pictures on there are from somebody who got killed at this resort, and it becomes like a murder mystery. Where she's trying to figure out through this phone what happened to this, to this guy, right? To this young man. I yes. Guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's really interesting. Uh, we're checking it's out. It's really good. I I probably give it a seven. Yeah, I give it a seven. I give it an eight. I really really like this. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Did you? Uh, yes. So maybe by the time I get done with it, it'll be an eight. You know. So. 
very good acting, cool script, uh, some very like, yeah, I recommended this to you and I'm very happy that you saw it. Uh, yeah, okay. Um... Do you want me to take the next one? Oh, yeah, that? right. What was it called? Because I don't even have it written the down. The most, most hated man on the internet. Okay. Uh, this is on Netflix. It's a three-part documentary. I I watched all of it. It's this revenge porn empire. I have never, ever heard about this site in my entire life. No, me neither. Uh, are you up.com? Uh, where people post revenge porn and, like, uh, this man hosts it and is a terrible, terrible human being. Can I just say that other than this being a very it's a good story about a terrible man but it's extremely boring uh it's pretty standard documentary like it's very much like a lot of these uh netflix ones that we've seen recently right don't you think yeah it it, it felt it felt like it felt extremely standard. Uh, I think one of the reasons... I, I mean, the women that talk in that, there... I mean, their stories are interesting. Don't get me uh, wrong. It's just like... I, I, I didn't feel like this documentary wanted anything other than just shit on this guy. And I, I understand that he's a terrible human being. But I, I feel... I feel... I feel documentaries are supposed to get us to question things, are supposed to like uh, ignite conversations, things like that. And it felt like a very Me Too documentary where I kind of have seen that, done that. Sure, I get that. Yeah, like I said, it's pretty standard uh, and you've seen documentaries like this on Netflix about a hundred times if you have Netflix. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of takes away from it. Uh, the, I mean, some of the... Like you said, the stories and the the, the whole story encapsulated in, in the documentary is interesting, but it feels yes. just pretty... Um, blah. Yeah, so... Uh, yes, blah is the word I'm looking for. But it's... Technically, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, there's no... no. Like, there's no issues with the anything in that way, so I'd probably give it a, a, a five. I would give it a five as well, but it's, it, it's definitely nothing to, to, like, go out there and, like, seek uh, if you want to see a good show, because it's, to be honest, it's not good. It's, it's just isn't. It's a little. It was a little out of date as far as like what they were. Yes. The the internet they they were talking about versus the internet now. The right. the concepts that they were talking about are a little outdated. But the story itself is interesting, especially if you lived through that part of the internet. Yeah. Uh, and my last episode uh, thing I have written down is another me. Uh, this is a Turkish. Uh, Turkish romantic drama. Oh, I thought you on, were just looking on... in a mirror. Ha 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 About uh, three women that meets in this uh, coastal town for a spiritual journey. 
to find themselves and uh, well they uh, while they try to, to do this they find something uh, that uh, hurts and kind of have to relate to their family history can i say that turkish is a, a very nice language to 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 listen to for approximately 10 minutes before i changed it to english okay yeah uh but uh, other than that it felt extremely standard uh i would give it two episodes and i was out i would give it a 3.5 boring all right the bear we watched three episodes of the bear six seven and eight to wrap it up so we can watch something mm -hmm. for next week so let's do each episode really quick uh one episode at a time let's talk with episode six cersei's richie is notices the neighborhood is starting to change sugar and carmy clean up the office right uh right this is the episode where right at the end of it uh we find out there's she like serves. No, that's the end. I think that's... Is that the end? Yeah, no, this is that's no. the end of this. Yeah, that's the end of this because the next one is called Review. So there's like some guy, the gangster mafia guys hanging out in front of their shop, which they never did before. And so uh, Richie has to is going to try to get them out of there. But um, what's her name? The, the young sous chef, she is able to talk them down... Uh, when they start to get in a fight with another group of people who are like they're fighting over territory, it seemed like right, right. Two gang, gang, gang rival gangs or something, and uh, or rival drug dealers, something like that. And she gives them out free sandwiches, which kind of uh fixes the whole situation. And then we find out in this, this is the one, the cleaning up the office thing is where they find out. Oh, we need to figure out where this document is, otherwise the IRS is going to come take all the money for. Uh, his brother's wife's house. Right. Right. Uh, who's... And it also ha has this semi-story with uh, the black chef uh, making a risotto uh, that uh, uh, the guy thinks that uh, isn't ready for being served. And right. the whole thing back and forth about that. And she serves it to someone that she knows is a reviewer uh, of of the restaurant, but uh, she kind of uh, yeah she hides it that she has served this guy. Uh, and then in the risotto. in the next episode, episode seven review, a bad day in the kitchen, uh, and as tensions rise, right? So then, a re the review comes out from the guy that you were mm -hmm. just saying, and the the big thing that he loved the most at the restaurant was the risotto. And they're like, we don't serve risotto. <laughs> and, right. But, of course, uh, her name's Sydney. Sid Sydney, do you think she knew or she didn't know? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you could say see it in her That When she that took she it doesn't... out to the table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but she was trying to make because, a point. Uh, because a... She, she, she says, like, oh, I totally forgot that I, I didn't mean to serve it to him. I don't think that. That was true. All. Okay. Yeah. Well, we should also mention episode six was like a normal length episode, uh, a little longer, maybe forty minutes instead of thirty minutes, and this was a fifteen minute episode, so it had a lot mm -hmm. less going on in it. But really, the biggest, most important thing is that 
they've got a new Sydney set up a new system for them to serve uh, what it like it's like a so they can use credit cards easier what are those online systems and she forgets to turn off the online ordering option and they end up having all these orders that they don't have food to fulfill uh, at least not ready and cooked and so everything, everybody starts freaking out because they have to do, what, 33 chickens and all this crazy mm-hmm. amount of food. Uh, and Carmi starts freaking out at her, and so she ends up quitting. And he freaks out at the donut guy, who we talked about last episode. Uh, uh, and he ends up not... Well, kind of, he, he takes off. He leaves, but he doesn't quit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so at that point, they've got... All these sandwiches they need to make, all these chickens they need to take care of, and they're down two people now. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to use the ordering system either. So the whole thing, at the end of episode seven, that's where where we are. Anything to then add? episode? Yeah, no, that's uh, more or less. Uh, then we have episode eight. That was the last episode. Very interesting episode. Broccoli. Things get out of control, Carmi, and Carmi is faced with a decision, right? So things obviously were already out of control in the end of the last episode, uh, mm-hmm. and we end up with him just waking up the next day at the beginning of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we, we see him have this nightmare that was very, very cool. Which was a callback to the first episode of the series where yes. he, he he has a dream and he wakes up in, in, the, in the office of the restaurant about the bear... And then he has this another dream with a bear in it at the end of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Or at the beginning of this episode, sorry. Uh, but yeah, the, the, in this one, they're cleaning out the office to try to find that uh, form for the IRS. That's a big story, obviously. And then there's uh, Sydney and the donut guy trying to reconcile, like, should do we want to continue doing this or not? That kind of thing. Sydney decides mm-hmm. she doesn't want to. The donut guy decides he does want to go back and continue working there. Uh, but then Carmi eventually convinces her to come back, right? Right. And I and I said to look, I wonder if if the whole thing will end up with them finding money under the restaurant or something. Oh right, that's what we didn't we didn't mention. Uh, yeah, right. at the I think in episode seven is where we see that he determines how much money is actually missing from uh, what they it owe. It like 300000 Yeah, they yeah. know how much they owe, and they see how much is missing from, like, the, the books. Because if you see their office, it's just like a disaster area. Papers everywhere, no organization whatsoever. So it took them a really long time through this series to figure out how much how much was actually on the books for the restaurant. Um, and in, in episode seven, they find out, and then, geez, when did they f- originally find the note? Probably episode two or something? Uh, something like that, yeah. Something in the very beginning of the series, Richie finds the note behind, like, a locker, kind of hidden away. Um, mm. la- with, it was labeled for Carmi, so he never opens it up, but he, at, the, at that time, they weren't getting along at the beginning of the series, and at this time, because he got him out of jail and everything, which we didn't mention... Um, mm-hmm. now they're on good terms, so he gives them the the note, and it's just a, it's just a, uh, what do you call it, um, a recipe for spaghetti, 
And he's like, why would right. you just leave a random recipe for spaghetti <laughs> h- hidden behind the lockers with my name on and, it? Right. And, 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 and it's like, it's the most boring spaghetti sauce. Uh, uh, with canned tomatoes, not even fresh tomatoes. With canned, yeah, with canned tomatoes. And no, like, yeah. red wine or anything. It was, like, a four-ingredient, like, super simple <laughs> tomato sauce. Yeah. Uh, and Carmi kind of laughs at this because this is from his dead brother. Uh, mm. Like, why would you do... Like, what is the point of this? So he... But he decides, you know, I'm going to... Basically, he, I think what he was thinking was, like, I'm going to... Uh, on the back of the note, it said, serves family style. So I think he was thinking, mm. I'm going to honor my brother and make dinner for the whole restaurant in, in honor of this recipe that he left for me in the restaurant. And when they open up the can of tomatoes, what happens? For... There's some money inside. In every money, single money, can money, of money, tomatoes. Money. And there's, and then he goes in the back room and there's just a wall with canned tomatoes. Right. And he's like, uh, and then we just see the crew. They all are just bringing out handfuls of cans of tomatoes and just dumping them everywhere. Yeah, and there's a pile of money. And she... And she returns. Right, and so uh, it what it looks like is he wasn't spending it all the money on drugs necessarily. He was no. he was hiding a lot of that money. Um and they close up the restaurant at the end of the show and say that they're gonna return with a new a new name and a new restaurant, which that makes sense. It's called the bear. Yeah. So and yeah. like we said last week, they've already uh, decided we're, they're going to make a second season, right? So yeah, we know so that yeah, we're going to get um, probably, my guess is it's going to be, do you think they're going to start when the restaurant's already open? Or is it going to be like the yes. season's going to be them oh, creating the restaurant? Building it up? Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy with both. Yeah, either way. Or they could do a thing where at the first episode it started and then we get flashbacks of them kind of building it up. Right. There's a lot of ways they yeah. could do this. Yeah. Hmm. So, what would you go give this series all over a look? I mean, it's so well filmed. Some of the comedy is very subtle, but it is very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's got a mystery element to it also the whole time. And oh, definitely. It's experimental in a way that, like, most TV shows aren't. Like, it's, it's not trying to be a standard anything. It's, like, really mm-hmm. um, breaking boundaries as far as, like almost sitcom television because that's what this when you really think about it it's a sitcom oh yeah um it's a work it's a workplace sitcom um just really really uh art artsy uh and in that way i really love it so i I gotta give it a geez i guess a nine yeah i'm up there with you but this is uh, one of my favorite shows of the year uh really really dig this uh, I wonder where it will be on my list of the end of the year. It definitely uh, be on my honorable mentions, no matter what. It's just oh, yeah. what else, what else, uh, what else is out there, uh, and what what else is coming. So, right. Yeah. But uh, you know, it uh, really surprised me from the beginning of. This wasn't at all on my radar. I thought it would be so hum hum, and it's definitely not hum hum. It's just a uh, perfectionale. Yeah, the, really love it. When I first saw the, we when we first watched like the preview for it before it ever came out, it very didn't look like it was gonna be as good as it was, and it really no. <laughs> I think that also added to just the 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 how 
much we liked it is because we didn't go in with high expectations. Right. So yeah. Well, Which is not we... not what we can say about next week's show because Fro is going in here no. with way too high expectations, in my opinion. But my expectations are this is going to be a ten out of ten show. Uh, the Sandman, yeah, uh, I can't wait. Which worries me, but we'll we'll see. Uh, when Sandman, <laughs> aka Dream, a cosmic being who controls all dreams, can capture and held prisoners for a century, he must journey across different worlds and timelines to fix the chaos he... Oh, his absence has caused. So yeah, it's uh, coming out on Friday, right? It's Friday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Coming out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say it now. Like, uh, no, I have no expectations, probably. so yeah. <laughs> your your expectations are low, my expectations are high. Uh, let's do some TV news. Uh, uh, funny uh, coincidence. Uh, it's coming home. It's coming home. Uh, football's coming home. Uh, England won the Euro Cup 2022 for women. Look, aren't you excited? Uh yeah, I'm super excited. I I didn't follow this, but Fro did. Yeah, not only me though. Look, guess who else followed that? Who? Tilly. Tilly's hey, here. Hey. Hi, Tilly. Yay! Woo! We did a thing. <laughs> women did a thing, and it was the women because they're better than the boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's not. I've been here too. Hard. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We heard him once. He watched the final with us. We took Mm -hmm. him to go and watch it. Well, at the Or Baby Shark Boy, as I call him. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's now singing lots of advert songs. Did people get all crazy at the pub when they won? Or is it it not that Um, kind of pub? It wasn't that kind of pub. Right, okay. I think people did did get crazy. There was uh, a few very, very, very excited women that were watching. Right, sure. But it's mostly... You can hear the cheers and stuff from everywhere. Against Germany. Yes, against Germany, which we never do, especially not in a final. No. No. It says uh, you're first since 1966 in this article, so that's a huge, long, long wait for that to happen it is and every yeah, it single was even before it was even before Tilly was born <laughs> <laughs> in fact my mum was at that um world cup not world was it the world cup of the euros whichever one it was in 66 my mum was in the country that it was at and went to one of the games oh wow it wasn't the big england game but she actually went my grandparents were like ah we can get some tickets for this let's go to this so she was actually in the crowd at one of them interesting which is cool yeah <laughs> I have to admit one thing, Tilly. I, I'm very happy that you won. But when you beat Norway eight nil, can you please okay. like stop uh, stop it? around like five? <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll apologise <laughs> on the uh, the team's behalf for that. But yeah, yeah, you know, at least you've got eight a good working nil. healthcare system and thing over there. <laughs> that, that that's that's true. So you can you can you know just rest on that and look at the state of our government at the minute and just think okay eight nil they, they will let them have that. <laughs> yeah, how is everything going with that? With the you know your prime ministership obviously is in complete chaos. How is everybody thinking about that over there? Um, 
Some people are kind of a bit annoyed. <laughs> Sorry, Finn, I'm just having a conversation, my darling. Some people are kind of annoyed because as soon as Boris is sort of out of the way, it's just going to be another one. Yeah. And, you know, we're not really... I don't know, nothing's going to change, is it? And we all knew that Boris was a doofus. Sure, yeah. In a, in a kind... The kindest way I could possibly put it in front of a four-year-old. <laughs> but, I can say yeah. it for you, a shitad. Yeah. Yes, yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. But hopefully he'll uh, he'll get a bit of comeuppance for the things he's done. But we we know he won't. They never do. What else is uh, just, uh, so- interesting news going on over there? Yeah. Uh, it's hot. Oh yeah. Well, people, at the minute, we don't care about, about politics. Yeah. We're all hot. There was some. It's been. Everybody was making fun of your bro- news broadcasts because they were just showing a picture of the sun, like in the corner, <laughs> and that was like. That's how it feels here. <laughs> and, it was, and people <laughs> were like, turned into the sun. "What's the point of just having a picture of the sun there? It doesn't it doesn't do anything. It's it's sun. Yeah, that's what sun does." Yeah, but we don't normally see it, so they have to show us the pictures so we know what that's. Yeah, oh, that's that makes sense. Okay, it's not mm-hmm. it's not drizzling or raining or just at least overcast. It's uh, blue sky. So the label underneath that said the sun that was the important part to let people know. I yes. see. Okay. Yeah, if it just if it had like a big arrow, then we were all right. But this is what the sun looks like, and it makes things hot, so <laughs> don't get too hot. People are all frightened. What is that thing? I've only seen it yeah, in Teletubbies, and it had a giant face. <laughs> does it exist? How does it exist? Where's the Wait, baby in the sun? Right. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear, it's okay, Finn. It's all right, my darling. Yes. You can talk to them in a minute. Oh, it made him sad. I've got a very clingy boy still since I came out of hospital. I guess so. As you... Uh, may be able to tell. How are you doing? Um, I'm a lot better than when I went in. Well, sure. Now I'm on yeah. my right treatment things. I'm still not on my long-term treatments. Still on steroids and uh, uh, short-term immunosuppressant. Oh, Finn, come here. Mummy cuddles. <laughs> All right, well... See, guys, this is why I've not been recording much. <laughs> yeah, it, we, it's pro- that's probably... Uh, well, do you want to do the Shakira thing really quick? Or you, you, you need to... It sounds like you need to take off, Tilly. The Shakira thing. Uh, yeah, I'm rubbing his hair now. Apparently, she's up. Uh, she's facing eight years in jail in Spain. What? Why? Uh, prosecutors. Because her hips lied. Go ahead. Because her hips lied. Yeah. <laughs> her hips lied in court, and now she's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I had I had to get a one hips joke in there. No, that was a, that was the best <laughs> hip joke I think you've ever made. To be honest, uh, Spanish prosecutors <laughs> said Friday they would seek a prison sentence for eight years after she rejected a plea deal on ac- accusations of tax evasion in Spain. Apparently, oh, uh, so she's doing an Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> I yeah, they'd have to extradite her to Spain for. Uh, to get in trouble, right? I would assume. Well, I don't know where she lives. Maybe she... because she's not Spanish. Isn't she Colombian? Uh, yeah, she's Colombian. Yeah, she's from Encanto land. Oh, she was yeah. in a relationship with FC Barcelona defender Gerard Piqui, Peak, Peak, uh, uh, and she moved to Spain okay. in 2011. 
They were publicly maintained a tax residency. The couple who shared two children announced a separation in June, though. Okay. Uh, All right. So, yeah, if she's still there, I guess they would have to extradite her. Where are you, Shakira? What's occurring? <laughs> Says she moved to Spain in full-time in 2015. Uh, Shaki- I can't blame her. It's nice. Especially Catalonia. Which is where Barcelona is. Oh, this is fun. Uh, Shakira was named one named in one of the largest leaks of financial documents ever, known as the Pandora Papers, among public figures linked to really? offshore assets. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Ooh. And that's where the tax evasion comes from. Yeah. She was in the Pandora Papers, apparently. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't even so heard. I've heard of the Panama Papers. So, what do you think? List is going to win. By the way. Who's going to win? You think what? Oh, Liz Trust or Rishi Sunamak? Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know. I can see it being Rishi Sunak, to be honest. You like him better than I like her. Yeah, I think, didn't he? One of them used to be a Lib Dem. I'm sure both Uh, of them were Tories from the start. She was a Lib Dem for a little while. Yeah. Oh, okay. She'd probably be a better option because of that. Which means that she won't get into it. <laughs> and Rishi Sunak is a proper Tory. And just look at him. He's got. I mean, he, he looks very British. Yeah, he does. He looks very British. He looks very politician. I could just see that him being the next one. And us all going, oh, for God's sake. What, what do you think about, like. <laughs> There's never anybody we want. Another. There being an, another election before, like, two years from now when they're when it's scheduled for an election for the prime minister. Do you think they'll do that? Probably. Because I think... Yeah, because, again, like, so, who's, who are the options? I think somebody on the other side options. could do a really easy job of uh, campaigning against them on some kind of climate change platform after everything that's gone down in the last few months, right? I, I, yeah. I think that could be really easily done to go against the Tories. And also... Um, I've not told you guys about this, but I'm starting a campaign and I'm going to be petitioning the government very, very soon. Okay. Um, It's quite exciting, but I need to do a lot more research and things before I can get it done. But while I was in hospital, there are no mental health services for people that are in hospital. Hmm. And yeah, yeah, you have to basically, yeah, you have to get physically better then get yourself onto a waiting list to get some help from the mental health team, which could be two or three years down the line um, to deal with what you've had to deal with in hospital. Yeah, Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And even then, they're still cutting funding to that. So the waiting lists are increasing. After COVID, obviously, mental health issues have really, really spiked. Right. People are now more open to wanting the help. So there are more people coming from that too. And there is just nothing. And the staff get no help. The patients get no help. The families get no help. Um, I ended up calling the crisis team and the Samaritans while I was in there because I was losing my mind. But I had to stay in there to get my physical body better. Right. Um, And the lady next to me who is living in absolute physical hell, she's not allowed to get out of bed even though she could but they've put a legal order on and she has somebody with her 24 seven to keep her in that bed. Oh geez. So obviously, yeah, wow. it's awful. Um, for 11 days I shared a room with her and I, I couldn't cope with it, let alone what she's going through. 
and her right. name was Kim. And I would like to introduce a law called Kim's Law that puts mental health um, the same level as importance for funding and everything from the government as physical health right. within the NHS. Mm-hmm. And so far, everybody I've spoken to, every doctor, nurse, registrar, patient, activist, they're all behind me on it. And I'm hoping that a lot of politicians will also jump on board because it will be beneficial to the NHS. It will look good for them and right. they'll help me push it. Yeah, it's kind of the same problem. Uh, well, not not as as bad in Norway uh, as someone that uh, that has uh, mental health care uh, like weekly. I can say that the waiting list to get that in, in Norway it's like it is like six month, months long. Yeah. So, it, which in terrible. itself, it's... yeah, it's not. They're not the kind of things you need waiting lists for when you're no, in a mental health crisis. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, here since I was in, when I was in my therapy, I think it took was it a year or two years, and I was literally coming out of hospital after overdosing. Um, hmm. My counsellor that I was with told me that he couldn't see me anymore because I was too progressed and I needed therapy. But then there was mm. nothing in the interim for... It was over a year before I got to go in and see the services and talk to them about what might be beneficial. Jesus and then it was another Christ. six months... Then another six months till I was in one. And mm. every time we finished... It's all right, darling. Every time we finished one course of therapy, we had to fill out a form to try and get the government to not cut it because they were constantly mm. having to prove that it was beneficial and working. Because right. they've just been taking all of the funding out of it. Yeah, does this have years. to do with this Yeah, these, this conservative government cutting from the NHS? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would yeah, assume so. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, if you go private, you're fine. If you go private and you can pay for it, everything's fine. You get access to everything. Lists are minimal, if even there. But for the normal, everyday person... That relies on our NHS because we don't, you know, we don't do all the health insurance no. thing over here because we can't. <laughs> they're having to give us payments for cost of living. Well, you could have a, so you could skipped. have American uh, mental health services, which is just a police officer with a gun that shoots your dog. So there's always that option. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, we're, we're pretty much uh, prisons, and uh, it's the paramedics and the police and the accident and emergencies that are having to deal with the mental health crisis. Yeah, that's And not they it. are not equipped for it. They are not funded for They're it. They're not trained for it. No. And it's just, it, something needs to change. And they put me on steroids, and now I'm going to change it. <laughs> nice. Good for you. Yeah. That's a good cause, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, had... I, I, I find it also strange. Like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's also... A thing where where I find it weird, where uh, like the English government now is using a lot of money on the Commonwealth Games that nobody mm-hmm. fucking cares about. No. <laughs> like not even the people that that are willing to be in the games are, <laughs> are, are are saying that it's important. But you want to use a lot of money on the Commonwealth Games you, that you could turn into the NHS. I don't know if you know this, but you're also hosting Eurovision. That will cost you a lot of money. Uh, so it's right. it's also... It's, Why? It's Why did Eurovision thing. come here? Everybody hates it. Because U- Ukraine won <laughs> last year. Ukraine and so won, they obviously yeah. can't have it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and UK. Oh, so they thought they thought Ukraine, UK. It's similar. Oh, you know, UK, UK, you guys got second place. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Oh right, okay. Yeah. It shows how much attention I pay to Eurovision. <laughs> I only ever watched any of it because of Fro. Well, there's an American Eurovision now. There, it's what? what it's called the American Song Contest, but it's produced by the yeah. same people who produce Eurovision. It, didn't you say they're doing another one, Fro? Like, in yeah, in South America, somewhere in South America, yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be good. There, yeah, we said that uh, uh, about the American one, and it was terrible. It, it yeah, was really I can't bad. imagine. I can imagine sort of an American uh, Idol. Type Canadian it was American Idol, work. yeah. Yeah. A Canadian one is in work as well, so. Have they just, have they just been watching Drag Race? And they're like, oh, <laughs> Drag Race has gone to Canada and it's gone to the UK. Right. And it's, yeah, and, and just, uh... Big Brother and all those other reality shows did the same thing. So, yeah, they're looking at that model and kind of following it, yeah. So what are you watch, watching at the moment? Uh, are you watching any cool shows at the moment? Um... I'm mostly watching what Finn wants to watch, which is a lot of YouTube. He's obsessed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you mentioned Paul, something. Uh, unspeakable? Yeah, unspeakable? Yeah, yeah. I s mm. just saw this guy recently for the first time. He's gotten so big, like in the last like six months or something. Yeah, because four-year-olds love him. <laughs> he's, he's surpassed Blippi in our um, household. Oh, really? Which I'm kind of glad of. Yeah. Um, Blippi yeah, has a very hospital. dark past. You know that, right? I do. Okay. I found out how he first got famous. Yes. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, no, I mean, I knew he didn't like kids from some of his videos, because you can tell. And then be yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh, he pooed on his friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it now. We knew there was something off about he, it. He, he had what I would call a shit start to his <laughs> <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, so we have a lot of yeah. unspeakable, and it drives us insane. But the American Horror Stories, the new oh, little so good. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the one Love with that. the YouTubers? Yes. Oh. One, the guy, the main guy in that is pretty much unspeakable. No, really? So, okay. Well, unspeakable is, never... unspeakable is basically Mr. Beast, right? So, like... And Mr. Beast is like every other channel now on YouTube, it seems like. Right. Yeah. I've not heard of Mr. Beast. Um, he kind of pioneered okay. the uh, spending a million dollars on blank or giving my friend this amount of money yeah. to do this or sitting uh, in the middle of a circle for three days straight to win this amount of money. Yeah, he's got... Uh, when I look at unspeakable he's got all the same thumbnails the first one that comes up is spending a hundred thousand dollars on a tree house yeah he's very mr beastie spending 50 yeah. hours driving a school bus that's the most mr beast title i've ever heard oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. filling my house with orbeez that, that one a lot i think that actually is a mr beast video yeah probably they all just do the same thing, don't they? Yeah. But it does look kind of cool. I would quite like to fill a house with Orbeez. But I'd also like a unit to build a Lego house like he has to fill with Orbeez. But yeah, watching the uh, American Horror Stories with Danny Trejo as a bad Santa. And he, yeah, uh, that was also fun. Yeah. Yeah. Killing all the YouTubers. It's just like, yes, because it just gave me that little bit of... Uh, Is this the new season that just came out? Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. 
so good. I, I don't think I've watched the last one because I came out of hospital and I can't watch horrors if Finn's in the house. Sure. It's, it's too sensitive. Have you, of, have you heard of the Sandman? Uh, what, as in the legend or is it a thing? As, uh, as the comic book? No. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to watch uh, cover that uh, starting next week. Yeah, it's, uh, it starts we... Friday it on? on Netflix, I think. Yeah, oh, starting cool. next week on, on Netflix. But yeah, if I can recommend you something, it's something me and Luke uh, have been watching now for uh, multiple weeks called the, the Bear. It's so good. You will love The Bear. Do you have Hulu in the UK? I don't even know. No. no. Okay. But if you, okay. I think we need things with VPNs and things. Yeah. That Nord VPN yeah, you, thing, you can find it hint hint. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> either that. You know, sometimes shows that are like that that end up on Hulu end up on something a different kind of streaming network over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they normally do. It just takes them a little while. Actually, I just watched a show called what was it? Love. Love in the Flesh, which was a British show that just ended up here in America. Did you watch that? Mm, no, I okay. don't think so. Yeah, that it was, I would not recommend that. But I was it just okay. so similar that like it was a British show from March and just showed up here on like a streaming service in America. Yeah. But yeah, well, if it's if it's uh, no good, I don't want it. <laughs> My limited well, amount well. of telly time that I get. Yeah. Last time you got Finn to uh, sing Baby Shark for us, can you get him to sing something else, do you think? Finn, would you like to sing a song? Finn, do you want to sing a song? Maybe some Blippy? What song would you sing if you could sing one? He's just playing on his iPad telling me about the letter H. Okay. Do you want to say hello um... to everybody? Do you want to say hello then? Do you want to put my headset on? Like a big boy? Nope. Okay, just say hello then. Hello. 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 <laughs> say hello. Hello. What are you doing? You tell them what you're doing. Okay. Well then. Hello. Are we hello. so confused? Can't hear you. Hang on, let hello. me take the headphones and see if it works. <laughs> Ready, Finn? Hello. Are you there, Finn? I think he can hear okay. us, but he's not saying anything. Hello. Look, it's the letter H for headphone. H for headphone, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Because the letter H were there. Uh-oh. 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 H for head and headphone. Well, we can say him. Okay, right. I'm allowed to put my headset back in now. Well, I'm definitely wow. Wow. clipping that out. H for headphone is definitely getting clipped. Bless him. Bless him. Yeah, he's, he says uh, goodbye on every show. He's, uh, oh. yeah. he's a staple of the show now, yeah. I, he said goodbye at some point when you were on, and I just clipped it out and put it right at the end uh, before the outro music. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. I do love so him. He's so cute. Do you know what? You you're not getting rid of him for some some years. So I'm glad you like him. <laughs> yeah, we just people keep asking me when we're having another. I'm like, no, I've got a good one. I don't I don't need another. The other. Yeah, if I have you another, don't need to make. Hey, maybe the second one would be a douchebag. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Finn doesn't sleep, so the next one might sleep, but I'm not risking any of it because Finn's he's nice, he's kind, he's extremely clever. He's graduated preschool now. Proper school at the end of this month. Oh, well, then you get all the influence from all the other kids, and then it, things start to get crazy. Yeah. What about social yeah, media? A bit of that Have you guys thought about that yet? Um, what as to whether to or like when? Yeah, when or... when it's good or when you know? Because there's a lot of talk now. It's like social media is just generally not good for anybody. So. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I think we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, totally. Because he, I mean, he's on my social media and stuff, so it's not like we've kept him off the internet like a lot of parents do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too, too proud and want to show him off too much for that. <laughs> but I think you know, and his generation as well. Like he already has my old iPhone. It's not got a SIM in it, but he has my old iPhone, mm-hmm. and he has the iPad, so he knows how to do everything. Yeah, I think that's important. I think a lot of parents that say, oh, I don't want them on social media at all until whenever, like 18 or 20 or something. It's like those are skills you need to learn in this day and age to, like, survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It is all. Well, it is the social world now, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, yeah, I think it'd be a case of, depending on his age, you know, he'd be uh, supervised. It's all your fault. Your toys. I'm 42, soon 43, and I'm not allowed on social media. So yeah, <laughs> that says something, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think as long as he's uh, supervised. Yeah. yeah. Mummy, there's a weirdo. That's all I need to know. Okay, come here. I'll sort it out. <laughs> we'll go and get him. There's the the paedophile hunters only in the next town over. That guy that's on uh, Netflix. <laughs> Found that really interesting. That guy in Nuneaton. Nuneaton is literally our rival town. It borders our. Oh really? And yeah, when the people gets off the train at Nuneaton train station, like, oh my god, oh my god, gross. Oh my god, (laughs) gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get him. Oh, then I guess the last thing I can think of as far as England stories lately is Binley Mega Chippy. What do you think about Binley Mega Chippy? Binley Mega Chippy. That's the first time I've heard the song. I've managed to avoid it. Okay. <laughs> even though, again, it is not far well, from me. Binley is in Coventry, and it's like, what, 20-minute bus ride? Oh, really? So I'd Who's seen Binley Mega Chippy as a place, but I'm there. Uh, help, help, help you very much, because it repeats and repeats the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I've heard people moaning about it and saying that they've had enough of it now. But I've managed to avoid it. I do this sometimes, like certain annoying adverts as well. They will just slip by me, and I will never ever see them. And right. I'll never be able to find them online like ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> this is the benefit of not really being on my phone or the watching telly too much. And I have Finn, and we do Finn things. I don't know when the now first I time I saw that was, but it, it definitely. It just came out of nowhere uh, on YouTube, and uh, it's a TikTok thing. You know, tic- TikTok to take it yeah. over. Finn and will be on TikTok before you know it, probably. Yeah, I think he already is on uh, my friend's daughter's account. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are videos of him. Yeah, there's some wacky on stuff on TikTok for sure. Yeah, and you get it all through Facebook anyway. Oh, the same stuff. Yeah. I don't have. 
yeah, the only thing I yeah. have is Facebook. I don't really go on YouTube. It's it, the thing that goes on YouTube. It's kind of a weird trickle down thing where it like things start on like TikTok or Reddit and then they kind of migrate into YouTube and then get picked mm-hmm. up by other social media sites like Twitter and then and then kind of filter down to Facebook. So, yeah, it's a weird ecosystem of social media we live in nowadays. Yeah. I kind of get the sieved version. It's like the filtered version. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> TikTok light. Yeah, it's filtered for Facebook, you know what I mean? Like for people <laughs> yeah. who are on Facebook, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's meant that I've got to find uh, Charlotte Dobre and Christian Hull, who are both YouTubers that I actually like. Dobre, is, really he, is that like one of the Dobre brothers? Uh, I don't know. Charlotte Dobre. It might have been be like one of their girlfriends or something? Is it a, a female? But I think, yeah, she's a female. I don't think she's a girlfriend, though, because she talks a lot about being single. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... And then at some point she gets a boyfriend, but then I don't think that lasts very long. Um, but yeah, she basically does all the, you know, the clickbait um, articles where it's like the worst bridezillas and all that. Lot. Mm-hmm. And she'll read through them and give her reaction or the uh, Reddit, am I the asshole questions. She's, I'm at her page now. She's got sniper wolf thumbnails. That's what I'm seeing. A lot of sniper wolf action with the, the colored box and her reaction in the corner kind of look going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's when I was in hospital, feeling very sad. I watched a lot of her because I was reading through all the clickbait stuff anyway, just to try and keep my brain occupied. So <laughs> right. having her read it to me and then react to it and be funny, I liked that. And Christian Hull is an Australian guy who's uh, oh, he's just hilarious. He's really, really camp. Um. And his his merch. I might have to if I ever get any money, I'm going to buy some of his merch because it's uh, it's inappropriate. I can't really quote a lot of it because Finn's right here next to me and will parrot any word I say. Right. The F word is used quite a bit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Always. Yeah, Darren O'Brien is going to be on it. I love Dara Green. There's, I can't remember I who know. else is on it. I just look. Um, no, he, he was like the big header for me as well. Uh, yeah. I just heard that he, he was on. I, I watched, uh, I just watched uh, the second uh, uh, season of Champions of Champions. That was really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I think so, yeah. It's, they it's are the one champions. of those shows that I don't understand why Luke won't watch. <laughs> so good. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a big game show person. Is the thing. But it's, it's not really not a game, game show. show. They're all comedians. I guess so. And it's, it's yeah. It's like a fake game know, show, right? Yeah. Kind of. Really, that either. It's like going to your friend's house and they've set up loads of challenges for you to do. And none of them really make any sense. Right. Okay. You're going to get tricked. And it's going to be <laughs> funny, but in good humor. It's never horrible. All right. I yeah, no, okay. And I really like Alex Horn. Oh, anyway. He's, he's, he's so amazing. Yeah. He's, anyway, he's so good. Uh, thanks uh, for checking in with us. In a second. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely to hear your beautiful voices again. Yeah, we'll get you back on soon. Uh, yeah. Like whenever you want, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and stop 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 beating Norway and stuff because then I will be very 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 angry. 
okay i'll uh, i'll let the ladies know yeah, yeah and stay cool yeah. over there have a rest now anyway yeah we'll try it's hot it's here it's hot in norway on. it's hot everywhere yeah we were so glad my dad's car had air conditioning because we went on holiday to the seaside and it was the hottest day we were traveling so it was just ac up yeah totally stay in the car <laughs> <laughs> all right Tilly. okay bye till you later all right bye take care guys bye forward slash adc that's audibletrial.com forward slash adc go there get a free trial of audible and a free book uh of of any kind that you want on audible it's an audiobook and there's other things that aren't audiobooks but you can get them for free and if you cancel it before the 30 days is over they won't charge you and you get a just get a free book. I mean, it's free, so do it. Do it. Uh, breaking news in the Alex Jones case. Uh, damaging Alex Jones text mistakenly sent to Sandy Hawk's family lawyers. Uh, so he said uh, that he has uh, hadn't sent uh, uh, texts uh, on his uh, phone uh, pertaining to the deadly 2012 shootings. And, uh, yeah, Alex Jones' attorney messed up and sent uh, his uh, adversaries two years of, uh, of uh, text messaging uh, that he wasn't supposed to get. That's right. funny. And then the other, the other lawyer provided uh, the host with a copy of the text message that he received. Uh, this was deeply unfavorable to Jones because he had provided sworn testimony at the de deposition that he had no text messages on his phones that referenced anything to do with the Sandy Hook massacre. Um, <laughs> Jones asked Banksy, where did you get these messages? Uh, <laughs> Jones added, you said you didn't. Nice trick, but Banksy replied, you know where I got this? Your attorney messed up and sent me a digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years. Wow. That's quite a mistake. I would uh, fire my attorney there and then. Um, Jones tried to parry by saying he would not have turned his phone over to the attorney who had inadvertently forwarded the text if... He was trying to hide anything. If it was a mistake, if it was a mistaken, I was mistaken, but you've got the messages right there. So he's saying there is, he's still maintaining there's nothing in the messages. So, yeah. Yeah. And then they showed him. Anyway. Oh, news. oh, one thing, uh, one more thing down here towards the bottom of it. Uh, Shortly after the exchange, Rolling Stone has reported that the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol uh will subpoena jones's texts also so this is going right. to cover multiple weird uh lawsuits that are happening happening currently uh okay now we go into the movie moose movie and moose movie moose look movie move movie moose uh movie news irredeemable batman Batgirl, sorry, a movie unexpectedly cancelled despite uh, being in their very final stages. Previously announced Batgirl film starring the Heights actor Leslie Grace, uh, Michael Keaton, and Brendan Fraser will not be released. Brendan Fraser, okay, will not be released. Yeah, J.K. Simmons as well. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has ex 
as unexpectedly announced despite shooting already being completed and the film being in post-production even, uh, yeah. that they've canceled it. The film was initially greenlit for 2021 as part of a wider move at Warner Brothers to create feature films specifically for HBO Max, but the studio confirmed Tuesday that the film would never get any release, either theatrical or HBO, and declined to provide further comment. So, Yeah, and it is... Uh probably one of the most expensive uh, uh, movies that have will never come up because uh, it says that it cited an unknown source that said that the budget has uh, actually exceeded a hundred million and that uh, the, uh, but it yeah and that the film pr- uh, performed poorly during test screenings right yeah. That's a lot of money to waste. It says the Hollywood Reporter said Batgirl's budget was a factor in the decision having risen to nearly 90 million due to costs relating to COVID-19 shutdowns. That makes sense why it costs so much. But will you Right. The one thing that because it hasn't been released and what they say in film is that whatever the budget is of a film, double that with advertising cost right so if they were to put it out that would be another hundred million dollars that they would be spending so not putting it out thing... saves them a hundred million dollars i guess that's <laughs> but uh, putting it directly on on uh, on their streaming service uh would probably save them a lot of money so i don't know if that is entirely true when it's not going to cinemas uh that you would have as high or just don't uh, advertise it just put it on there right. and just don't put out any advertising i mean budget it for. has to be sh- really 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 bad uh yes it has to be terrible um yes that makes me want to see it more though right <laughs> yes the fact that they're hiding it like i want i want it to get leaked on the internet which yes is a very good possibility. You know there's screeners out there, probably. They are. Oh, probably, yeah. When it's in a very late post-production. Well, it said that, that they were that... screening it. It even said that it did badly in private screenings. In screenings, right. yeah, yeah. So there are screener copies out there, unless they mm-hmm. destroyed them or something. I know why they... Uh, like the oh E.T. game? God. The E.T. E.T. Yes. gamed it? Yeah. <laughs> E.T. game, yeah. So, I, I, maybe this is the reason Will Smith was in the movie. <gasps> was he? Maybe that's the reason. Oh. No. Oh. No. He wasn't. Okay. It was a joke, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, he, he was very sad this week. He did a YouTube video on his YouTube channel apologizing about the controversy <sighs> around his assault of Chris Rock at the Academy Awards, offering up an his most unvarnished thoughts about an altercation that has uh, marred his public image. I don't know. It was pretty edited to me, and they chose it's... chose what questions to add and things like that. Obviously, right. It was very like it was very B tier for YouTube apology videos. I would say he basically said he went into like a he black blacked out completely and didn't know what was happening right. and just did it out of just. He didn't even know what was happening, and even afterwards, he was. He says he was all. This is a quote. It's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris, and the message that came back is he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Right. Yeah, and uh, then I think it was the day after 
Yeah, Chris Rock like posted something about like it's weird how everybody's like sending <laughs> uh, being so bad at the apology videos or something like that. And that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of people that made videos about it because YouTuber apologies is like it's a genre on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and Will Smith is technically a YouTuber, right? He was He's on technically a YouTuber. He was in YouTube Rewind 2016. Everybody remembers that. So yeah, that's hot. So he's definitely a YouTuber, and so this was definitely yeah. a YouTuber apology. And he ticked off a few of the classic boxes with the sigh at he the did. beginning of the yeah. episode, yeah. and he didn't have his dog with him. But now I have to do this. But some people did point out he did have his son's like water company there, like positioned perfectly so you could see the label. And with the branding mm -hmm. and everything, so a little corny to do some uh, selling some water in your apology video. That's a little corny. Uh, Beyonce uh, needs, well, she doesn't need, well, she wants to re-record uh, an offensive lyric. What is this all about? Beyonce's re-recording one of the songs on her newest album after facing criticism of disability campaigners. The song Heated, which was released on Friday, contained derogatory term that often is used to demean people with spastic cerebral palsy. And the star, the star's publicist told BBC the word, which can't, which can have different connotations in the U.S., was not used intentionally in a harmful way. Oh, okay, so like it was more offensive to people in the U.K. You know, different words mean different things in different countries, obviously. Yes, uh, like uh, the F word in the UK means something completely else. In right, then in U the US or other places, yeah. Yes. Um, within days, she apologized for and re-released the song. Omitting the, the lyric, uh, she wrote, Let me make it one thing clear. I've never promoted derogatory language as a... Oh, this is from Lizzo. What? Oh, the backlash came after pop star Lizzo apologized using the same word in her song, Girls. Ah, okay. Uh, as a fat black woman in America, I have many hurtful words used against me, so I understand the power the words can have, said Lizzo. Um, okay. When f fans heard the, the track from Beyonce on Friday, they said it felt like a slap in the face, obviously, because this... This controversy had already happened, and then Beyonce goes out and does the exact same thing. Right. Like, she didn't yeah. even pay attention to the first controversy. That that actually kind of makes it worse. I didn't realize that at all. Right. I agree. Uh, movie round. I've seen two movies this week. I saw Minions, The Rise of Guru. I, I'm going to... I'm in the boat of a person who's never seen a full Minions movie in my entire life. Not a, a single one. <laughs> I was working in the movies when the first Minion Minions movie came out. And right. uh, whatever it was called. Uh, Despicable Me. And I didn't yes. even... I watched part of it and didn't watch... I didn't watch the whole thing, so... Yeah, no, I... It's... It's... It's bad. Uh, but uh, I... I liked uh, Russell Brand. I think Sean claude Van Damme's uh, voice was very funny to hear. Dolph Lundgren was in this movie. Sure. Uh, He's got a very... There's a, 
notable voice Dolph Lundgren. Right. Yeah. And Steve Carell and things like that. But yeah, no, this is the worst of the Minions movie, I think. I will give it a, it a 4 out of 10. Wasn't my cup of tea. I haven't heard any, like, complaining on it online, uh, comparatively to other cartoon movies we're going to talk about uh, later. Uh, I saw Jerry and Marge go large. Did you watch this? No. It's with Brian Cranston and I want to say it's Annette Benning. Uh, okay. Let me double check that. Yeah. Brian Cranston and Annette Benning and then a bunch of other people. It's about a older retired couple. Uh, this guy's like a mathematical, like he's done math, math equations like his entire life. And now he he's being forced to retire. And so he's like, I don't know what to do with myself. And then one day he notices a mathematical loophole in the the lottery. And he realizes, he does like all these calculations and realizes, wait a second, I can make a ton of money using this loophole. Uh, and he starts doing it, but behind his wife's back, played by Annette Benning, And then she kind of gets in on it and actually helps the whole scheme. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting... Interesting story and very well um, acted. I mean, obviously, Brian Cranston and Annette Benning are amazing right. actors. Uh, based on a true story, I should say. Uh, overall, I'd probably give it a... I'll give it a 7.5. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the other movie I saw is a movie I know that you watched because you talked about it. It's Honor Society. Oh, you did see it. Okay. Because I, yes. I, I watched it before you and I said... You said, should I see this? And I, I had to pause and be like, mm, it's not worth, really not a good movie, but there's a reason yeah. to watch it, right? Yes, there is a reason to watch this movie. It has 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, look. Who, who, who are these people? I'm seeing has... 83%, but... Okay. Yeah. That is so fucking high. And 84% uh, yeah. audience score as well. Uh, it's a... Uh, what is it about, Luke? I'll actually just do the actual description of it. Honor is an ambitious okay. high school senior whose sole focus is getting into an Ivy League college. That's her sole focus, by the way. Assuming yes. she can first score the coveted recommendation from her guidance counselor, Mr. Calvin. Okay. But she well, also she, has to... She has competitors. Yeah, yeah, she has to take out her competition also. Right. Right. So when you and started because... this movie, how did you think it was going to end, Fro? <laughs> I, thought, I thought she would be, like, uh, winning. Like, that's that's what I thought. What do you mean? Well, how did you think she was going to get there? Did you think at some point, like, three-quarters of the way through, she would realize what she was doing was bad and that she needed bad to learn a, a moral yes, lesson yes, that yes, trying yes. to hurt other people to help your own that needs isn't is good. Right. Yes. Is that the lesson that was learned in this movie, Fro? No. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. This is a movie about being a, a total bee and getting away with it. <laughs> being a complete sociopath. This is sociopathic behavior where you only care about yourself at every, everybody else's detriment. And I, and I was like, okay, if they come at the end and the, the lesson is learned that, like, even if the guy had won... Uh, out like one of the other competitors had won out she would learn her lesson that like 
I need to be nicer to people, and I need to, like, respect my friendships. She has these two girls that she just orders around to do things. <laughs> and you expect at the end, she's going to be like, you know, you guys are really actually great people, and I, I didn't take... <laughs> I took advantage of you, right? No, she just, like, leaves them to dry at the end of this. It's just like, fuck these girls that I took advantage of. <laughs> this is the movie... This is a movie about a sociopath. And it's treated yeah. as though being a sociopath is a good thing in this scenario. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. for children. This is a movie for, like, teenagers. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's totally, totally insane. I didn't like it either. It's, and it it's has... a good movie. It just has weird boss lady energy, like... Uh, Very much so. Where it's yeah. that's like what makes it okay for her to be a sociopath is because she's got boss lady energy. So being mm. a sociopath is okay as long as, uh, you know, you're doing it to go against the uh, what are they? What is it called? The uh, the mat the not matriarchy or to the help? Norm. Yeah, yeah, to go against the norm. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a terrible, terrible movie about terrible, terrible people. <laughs> and and you're supposed to like this lady as well. It's like, they build her up like this this uh, beacon of good things. And and when when it comes to all, like, the moral of this movie is, is be as bad as possible and you win. Right. Oh, and, well, I think God. the interesting thing is she's terrible, like, really mean to all these people. And oh, the way they terrible. justify it is, like, the one girl who clearly has ambitions to do, like, costume design or something. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you you just liberated her from this, and so you helped her, actually, by, <laughs> yes. by not letting her yes. get into Harvard. You actually yes. helped her, Harvard. and you yes. helped the football kid because you <laughs> you showed him what his true life was like. Like, you actually helped him. What, like, that football kid, what if his dad didn't react the way he reacted to him in this movie? What if the dad was upset with what happened? And then his family yeah. disowned him, and that's what happened. Like, the way they spin that stuff is so fucked. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, I don't like it at all. So I'm going to give this... This movie's getting a, a 1.5. Oh, it's terrible, too. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> it's not as bad as Marmaduke, though. Uh, no. 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 As far as, like, no. movies go, I gave Marmaduke a zero, I'm pretty sure, so... <laughs> okay, it's uh, time to see uh, the cartoon that you were talking about. Uh, DC League of Super Pets. All right. Oh, You're going on a date with Lois, so disrespectful. Okay, so it's Superman and Lois Lane. Is it just Superman or is it more superheroes? Cuz it says Super Pets <laughs> like yeah. Whoa. Wake up, buddy. It is walk o'clock. I have an owner. He's Superman. And I'm up. My dog's the best. But he's not the greatest with other animals. This just seems gross. We need gross. Smelling stuff is one of the greatest joys of being a dog next to licking in part of your body. And I lick myself all the time. Well, that explains the breath. <laughs> I am Lulu, and you will kneel before me, you pizza. 
ray of sunshine. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? A hamster? Kryptonite. No, the oh. animal. I don't know. It didn't look like maybe a naked mole rat? A little. Oh, now I was like, why is the rock in this? There's a lot of vo good voice actors, I guess. Or decent yeah. voice actors. Kevin Hart. What? <laughs> Did that cat just shoot a missile? Yeah. Excellent shielding. That seemed incredibly painful. Uh, why can't I grab a hammer or something? It looks super generic though. Yeah. That better be a licensed toy or I will freak out. Okay. That was funny. Yeah, that last part was the but that's a joke that for like adults, no kids gonna get yeah. that joke, yeah. So, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? Because he didn't know. DC League of Super Pets, uh, Crypto, the Superdog, and Superman are inseparable best friends sharing their same superpowers and fighting crime side-by-side side in Metropolis. However, when the Man of Steel and the rest of the Justice League are kidnapped, Crypto must convince a ragtag group of animals to master their own newfound powers for a rescue mission. Uh, seventy or seven point eight out of ten on IMDb, seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, three out of five on Common Sense, ninety-two percent of Google users liked it. It's got, like you said, a bunch of people: Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Keanu Reeves, John Krasinski, Ben Schwartz, Kate McKinnon, Mark Maron plays Lex Luthor. Apparently, wow, that's okay. interesting. That's the most interesting thing about the movie. <laughs> I'm a little bit sad that Mario isn't in it, but. That's okay. Uh, I mean, he, he could be. be. I'm not. Every movie. I'm not looking at the whole cast, but because he needs to be in every animated movie, every movie needs to be with him. To be honest, uh, if they remake, uh, uh, for example, Titanic, he needs to be in that. Okay, I went to the Facebook, uh, BJ Lamb does not recommend this movie, it says, terrible, walked out halfway through when it, when the beeped out cuss words became commonplace throughout the movie, the point, uh, to the point where my kid was looking at me with really big eyes because she knew what was being beeped out, uh, but Dina Gray recommends it and says, funny movie with great voices, similar to Secret Life of Pets, but with... The, but the animals have superpowers. Actually, yeah, I totally... I see that that copy-paste kind yeah. of... Secret yeah. Life of Pets with superpowers. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Sarah uh, gave it half a star on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, she says, There's a few aspects of this movie which is uh, were in... in uh, approach for ch uh, a child's film. There's a reference to Superman's girlfriend staying with him... Uh, the night with him, yeah, because that's so oof, you can't have that. Uh, that was my 
Uh, Superman then searches for a common uh, dog, so that his dog uh, will not be alone while his girlfriend is there. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why is that such a... Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think Sarah is a little too uh, Christian. Uh, secondly, the turtle a few times uh, says she can't hear, hear worth bleep. Well, uh, be prepared to explain adults subjects to your child if you go. That was a lot of the things that I saw that people were upset about, is that um, pathetic excuse for a kid's movie, uh, keep trying to shove it down their throats thinking that their parents aren't paying attention, somebody said. Who is this? Mm -hmm. Denise McQueen. Another person, uh, Deanna Mueller, says another mo This is definitely coming from a right-wing Christian crazy person, but another movie with a woke hypocrisy, absurdity, targeting children again, walked out with three kids even, not even halfway through, horrible movie, uh, not just for kids, but for adults too, just knock it off with heavily pushing your agenda on everything, the kids even pick up on appropriate content, so, so many un absolutely unnecessary and irrelevant parts to an already boring movie, terribly executed, there's a lot of that yeah. on the Facebook, like a lot of it. Yeah, oh, Richie gives it four stars and says, I love this movie. I love the storyline. It was heartfelt, adorable, almost everything I look for in a children's movie. I enjoyed some of the human. I gave it four stars because I thought an adult language was very unnecessary. I really was not happy being blindsided by that. I also was upset at LBTQ reference. Good for you, Richie. Right. Uh, but Vince Ro Rosé says, We give it a solid 10 out of 10, and it's a fun, family-centered movie, action-packed, and solid CG. So, Ooh, good CG. Nice. It didn't look anything special to me. It just looked like <laughs> an animated film. Yeah. Uh, also coming out, uh, coming out, coming out. I'm all of, all of a sudden became Canadian there. Is that what it was? Coming, coming out? Coming yeah. out uh, is Hansan. I r almost read that as Hassan. Uh, Rising Dragon. Uh, uh, it is a South Korean war action movie directed by Kim Hyun-min. It's the second film of Kim's trilogy about battles led by Yeon Sin Sin that started with the 2014 film The Admirable. Uh, has 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 7.5 out of 10 on my drama list. Never heard of in my entire life. Never heard of it, yeah, no. Uh, Medusa. A gang of young women in Brazil try to control everything around them, including other women, by roaming the streets and beating up those who uh, they deem too sinful. 83% uh, mm. on Rotten Tomatoes. 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, though. 85% uh, of Google users liked it. Uh, not really anybody, but it's directed by Anita Rocha da Silvaria. Here's the movie I can buy for uh, $4 on uh, Google Play, according to uh, Google. 
It's called Ali and Eva. It is two lonely people develop a deep connection despite the lingering legacy of their past relationships. Sounds fucking generic if you ask me. Uh, 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 4 out of 5 on Plot Company from Norway. Okay, that's funny. Uh, resurrection. A woman carefully constructed carefully constructed life gets upended when an unwelcome shadow from her past returns, forcing her to confront the monster the monster she evaded for two decades. Uh very that's a very generic description, but six point mm-hmm. six out of ten on IMDb, eighty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy percent on Metacritic, sixty five percent of Google users liked it. Why why am I not seeing a director? I'm not seeing a director, but it's got Rebecca Hall, Tim Roth, uh Grace oh, Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael Esper. Like some of them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a love song. Uh, Faye is a lonely traveler who bides her time fishing, birding, and stag- st- st- stargazing. The rural Colorado come com- ground as she awaits the arrival of Leto, a figure from her past who uh, is n- navigating his own tentative and normantic journey across the rugged west. Uh, directed by Max uh, Walker Silver. Never heard of Mount. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 96 on Rotten Bedal, and 77 on Metacritic. Dale Dickey and West Study, isn't it? Well, this is super interesting. Uh, Alex's War. Mm. Who is Alex, Alex Jones? Jones? Looking past oh. the character, caricature <laughs> and propaganda to search a human... Uh, uh, in searching for human character study. So it's like a documentary about Alex Jones and, like, I guess his life? It's a documentary about Alex Jones. Um, mm. 69% of Google users nice. liked it. I'm not seeing... Oh, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, not seeing a director, not seeing really anything else, nothing on Rotten Tomatoes as far as I can tell. Uh, so yeah, I don't think anybody's seen this movie. Oh, it's got a 68% uh, audience score. Oh, okay. Vengeance, a journalist uh, and podcaster travels from New York City to Texas to investigate the death of a woman who he hooked up with. This has Beach Novak, Ashton Kusher, and Day Dove Cameron in it. Um, 7.3 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66% on Metacritics, and 91% of uh, Google users like this movie. Whew. What movie do you want to watch? Uh, well, I'm kind of looking into Alex's war, and it seems interesting, but there's a lot of people saying it, like, mix, misses, misses the big picture, misses the point of, it misses a, it misses the point, I guess, I don't know. I kind of want to, I think yeah. Alex's war, probably, what about you? Uh, Vengeance looks good. Yeah, I think, I like, I think that would probably be my second, or Resurrection or Vengeance, they kind of are on the same yeah. level for me, either, like, they both look pretty good. Cool, yeah. 
Coming next week, News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, Sandman Episode 1. Starts on Friday. Uh, another digital please review good, of be good, be good, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, I'm, get, I'm guessing it's a horror movie. I can't imagine it would be. Yeah, yeah, it's. I have oh, you know what this. it could be? Okay, sorry, go ahead. What do you think it is? No, no, no. I, I've heard about this. I know. I know about this movie. Is it about uh, the drowning pool song? Let the bodies hit the floor? <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, no. Or maybe it's about... It could be about, like, body positivity. I guess that's, like, a big topic of discussion right now. It's a Davidson movie. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah. What isn't uh, the new Pete Davidson movie? He's, like, in everything. Do you remember Borat? Sure, yeah. The The newest Borat movie? Uh, uh, the uh, the lady from that Borat movie, she plays uh, in this movie. The star, yeah. Okay, star cool. Roll, and it's a slasher comedy. Yeah, she's, I'm very much. I remember her being really good. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this. Not as much as I want to see Nope, but that's another thing. Really want to see Nope, by the way. Yeah, nope. me too, and. Uh, didn't they put out a thing for like Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio recently? Yeah, yeah, looks that looks very interesting. Yeah, yeah, but also really terrible. I don't know. Every time yes. they make a Pinocchio movie, it's never good. So I can't imagine this one's gonna be good either. Uh, I don't know which uh, one of the del Toro del Moro version I look most forward to, or the one with uh, uh, Tom Hanks. I think probably the one with Colmaro del Toro. Tom Hanks was in a Pinocchio movie? Is that what you said? Yeah, there's coming a, a new Tom Hanks movie. Oh, uh, I thought you said it already came out. I see, okay. No, no, it's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, not super... I, I think it's around the corner. Apparently, Winnie the Pooh, like, the copyright ran out. Mm-hmm. on that and so they're making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie that's what I heard yes have you seen the trailer uh, uh, images from that it looks horrific I haven't seen it no but there is a trailer here do we want to watch it yes well, oh, do you we have anything for the Jeremy round and I'll, I'll send it over to you we definitely want to see that uh, yeah I don't know I mean I've 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 seen so much of the Alex Jones trial, so I haven't really watched a lot of like YouTube on it on that. It was on Law and Crime, right? Because I heard, yes. I know people were talking about that they were watching it, but I didn't hear about it till, uh, till you talked about it on Saturday. I think that it was available, right? Like that it was, that it was actually being filmed, and that there was cameras there even at all. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Mister Who's the Boss and. English YouTuber I watch uh, with it, Mr. Beast. I sent you that. I don't know if you saw that. I think but, so. Uh, that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Who's the boss? Like the TV show from the 80s? <laughs> that show was. I, re- I watched it like, I, 
four or five years ago, and it was all right. It didn't stand up 100%. Really? But it's, yeah, it's it got some good jokes I, in it still. It doesn't have I any... remember the, that as a bad, bad sitcom. Uh, it's not great, but it's if it was fine when I watched it. It was entertaining. Okay. Like, in a sitcom. Amer- you don't really like American sitcoms, though. So, there's that. No, I yeah. definitely don't. No. It's very American sitcom. 1980s American sitcom. But, uh, yeah. Uh, then there was this face-off between Deji and Fusi. They're going to box, I guess. Oh, yeah. And then the Austin McBroom fight is not going to happen now. Against right. another British YouTuber. It's always a British YouTuber versus it, uh, an American YouTuber. That Why is that a thing in the YouTube boxing scene? It's weird how that I works. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else that happened on YouTube? I, it was kind of a slow week for YouTube, I guess. Really, I didn't write anything down. Uh, huge that happened. Yeah, so, and I have... Like I said, I literally have You have haven't seen... been... Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones and that's it. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I'm sure there's something we're forgetting, but let's watch this trailer. Oh, I, I watched SummerSlam. That was uh, fun. Oh, Logan. Was it Logan or yeah. Jake Paul was it on SummerSlam? Logan, yeah. And then he, I saw Def Noodles this morning. He came out and he was like, did a podcast with Triple H or something. And he, yeah. he was like, I want to create... I want to help create the universe, the WWE universe yeah. or something. Universe, yeah. Does that mean he's going to continue to be in WWE, like, in yes. the future? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for making... I mean, I guess that. that's a good way to transition out of, out of boxing. Maybe he'll stop boxing right. from now on. And yeah. just do pro wrestling, which I guess that's fine. Whatever. Okay, it's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was uploaded in May, so this is like an older trailer, technically, but... Yes. I, I know of it. I've never seen it. Me, yeah, I've... Okay. Let me get back to the beginning. Oh, my God. Stop starting. Okay, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. No. It doesn't. One more time. Okay, I'll start again. Give me a countdown. Three, two, one, start. There we go. That's good. Is that supposed to be Winnie the Pooh? It looks like... I, I don't know. It looks like uh, Jason. Or Texas it Chainsaw did. Massacre, maybe. I wonder if this is a low-budget movie. Like, hmm. It looks... Actually, the trailer does not look bad so far, but... <laughs> I don't see the Winnie uh... the Pooh connection yet. Oh, there's Winnie the Pooh. There's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> that looked low budget. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. I'm looking forward to seeing it though. That looked so crappy. Yeah. Was that filmed with a whole different camera? What was that shot? I have no clue. Oh, that's the end of it. Maybe there's something else online. Do you think there's any more of this? A newer one? I, uh, not on YouTube. Maybe. I mean, I looked up uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey trailer on YouTube, and there was only two that oh, came Oh, there's up. an official one. Yeah, there's an official one. 
Yeah, but it's the same length, isn't it? Uh, yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just the same, the same trailer. <laughs> Underneath, it comes up Titanic 666 trailer. That's funny. Ti oh, for you, I don't, I don't see that on my. It doesn't come yeah. up with that in my search results, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.